0: has dropped to its lowest level for a decade. It's thought highly likely that hospitals will have missed a government target for 95% of patients to be seen within four hours. People living in a village near Luton say they're concerned about the reopening of a traveller site. The Timberland site in Pepperstock has been refurbished at a cost of almost £1 million. Central Bedfordshire Council says it will seek to establish positive community relations, but these residents on the nearby mobile home park aren't convinced.
1: And what we had- had a lot of trouble before was with kids, dogs, uh, they used to do rude things to you, they would stop your car.
2: And said I've had an air pistol shoot fired at me. They say the site's going to be under a control now, security, but... I can't see that
0: happening. A park in Bedfordshire is to get more than £2 million in lottery funding. Houghton Hall Park in Houghton Regis will receive nearly £2.2 2 million and is one of seven parks across the country to share over £20 million for improvement work. Jobs in Milton Keynes and Stevenage are at risk after the fashion chain Bank went into administration. The company employs over 1,500 people in over 80 stores across the country. Mid-Bedfordshire MP Nadine Dorries is meeting with Network Rail today to discuss what she calls an appalling service. Meanwhile, the government has suggested it was probably a mistake to use Finsbury Park Station as an emergency replacement for King's Cross during the Christmas travel chaos. North East Bedfordshire Tory MP Alistair Burt says the disruption affected many of his constituents.
3: My constituents coming from Biggleswade, Sandy and Arlesey into King's Cross were of course inconvenienced and annoyed by what happened. But they're sensible enough to appreciate that the improvements being done were for their benefit and
0: the benefit of their line that they've seen over the past few years. In sport, two goals from Stephen Gerrard gave Liverpool a 2-1 win at AFC Wimbledon in last night's FA Cup third round tie. Liverpool will now host Bolton in the fourth round. Cambridge's reward for beating Luton is a money-spinning tie at home to Manchester United. Meanwhile, Luton are set to sign Bournemouth striker Jaden Stockley on loan, according to reports on the south coast. The weather cloudy for much of the day, with outbreaks of rain at times, a maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk. Three Counties. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three
4: Counties Radio. But I'm not here solo. Them two are here. You fight out who gets to speak first. Go on.
5: Go on, Kath.
6: No, you're all right.
4: Unbelievable. On the show this morning: secret investigations, traveller camp reservations, Thameslink cancellations. And Justin's good, good, good vibrations. Why you do you make me good. do this? You
6: missed our good. Good,
4: good, good, good vibrations. That's better. Why do you make me do this? I'm not a performing monkey. I'm a human being with feelings. Oh, have another banana. Thank you, Mum.
7: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
8: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: So here's the thing, right? <laughs> Sorry. Hmm. I bashed my finger uh, yesterday. Do you know what noise I meant? I made. Hang on. I bashed my finger yesterday. Do you know what noise I made?
5: What noise do you make? Ah. Sounds like you bash more than your finger.
4: I did a bash. I, then I dropped the hammer on my toe, and I went.
9: Ah.
4: It was awful. It's a really awful, and unpleasant situation to be in. Never mind. <sighs> Kells you look nice.
5: Do I? Uh.
4: <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Kath.
5: Hello studio.
4: Um, yeah, I know, I'm talking to you.
5: She's pretending to answer the phone, no mm. one's actually rang.
4: Good, it's it's good because you know what? Um I saw Kath this morning and mm. she's got a bit of a beard growing. She? And do you know what I thought when I saw her? What? Ah. Uh. it's really it upsetting. A silent phone call. Yeah, You're right,
6: Kath! Yeah, silent phone calls this time of the morning. That's
4: outra- that's outrageous behaviour, isn't it? <laughs> mm. Trying to think if I can do any more of these jokes. No, I can't. Ah. So I stop. Baddam, bum, 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 bum,
9: bum. sueño
4: Tell you, um... Oh, I forgot, him. Now, it's a story we've been following for some time now, but that Milton Keynes taxi scandal just won't go away. It all started back in August when it was revealed a violent serial rapist had been granted a taxi licence in 2011, and the person who'd stepped in personally to vouch for his character was the town's mayor, Subban Shafiq, who was a Liberal Democrat. Mm, it's important you remember that. Now, the row that ensued led to his stepping down as a mayor and as a Lib Dem councillor. Well, the Lib Dems launched an internal investigation, which we've been well, we've been waiting for the results for quite a while. And uh, our reporter Craig Lewis has been looking into this. So, Craig, tell me all about this internal investigation by the Lib Dems.
10: Well, you'd think I'd be able to tell you quite a lot about it, really, but actually, um, I can't,
4: so that's a bit of a shock for a start. Oh, right, OK, so hang on. Why can't you? And what, OK, tell us about this investigation first. Why did they launch it? Well, in the regional
10: Liberal Democrats' investigation took place into the actions of Saban Shafiq and Stuart Burke in Milton Keynes. And you might well remember Mr Shafiq, as you mentioned, he was the councillor who vouched for his good friend, the serial rapist, Nadeem Kiani, in 2011. Partly as a result of that recommendation, Kiani was given a private hire licence, despite having convictions for rape and sexual assault of prostitutes in London in 1994. Mr Shafiq resigned as MK Mayor in August, and in November, following a lot more pressure, he quit the council altogether. Stuart Burke, meanwhile, now he was the chairman of the council's licensing committee when it lifted a suspension on Chiani's licence in 2012. He was forced to resign as well from that position, but remained a councillor and remains a councillor. It's worth noting just quickly in that um, neither of those Liberal Democrats broke the law at all and Stuart Burke was actually found to have followed the procedure of the council. However, they were under a lot of pressure. There's moral questions as well. And under this pressure, the Liberal Democrats launched this internal investigation.
4: Okay, so what were the conclusions of the uh, investigation?
10: Well, in short, we don't know. And that's perhaps why I gave you that rather confused answer at the start of this whole interview. Now, in fact, the Liberal Democrats were not even keen to let us know that the investigation had finished. Despite regular inquiries, I was only told recently that the investigation actually concluded at the start of December. Now, that's despite Vanessa McPake, the... uh, press officer for the region and a serving councillor on Milton Keynes Council telling me in December that she didn't know whether it finished or not. Um, But it has and even now we won't be learning much more. And, And that's because the Liberal Democrats have decided to keep the results of this investigation confidential. Their campaign manager Jane Carr said the recommendations had been made and have been actioned locally. But she said both the report and those recommendations are confidential And won't be revealed to the public.
4: Well, we mentioned in the introduction, Craig, that the matter is now closed. Who has said that? And um, I'm assuming it's a Lib Dem. Surely they don't necessarily have the right to say whether it's closed or not, do they? I'm sure they'd like it to be closed. Well, exactly.
10: They they definitely like it to be closed. It was Jane Carr, that campaigns manager, who said that the matter is now closed. I don't think it's her decision to make. I, I think that the people of Milton Keynes don't think that either, and certainly taxi drivers don't. Now, the newly formed Milton Keynes Taxi Association is calling for Stuart Burke and for Labour's Gladstone McKenzie, who was also on the committee that, that lifted the suspension on Kearney's licence. They are calling, calling for both of those men to resign, and, and it's escalated since then as well. They're also calling for Liberal Democrat leader Douglas McCall mm-hmm. to resign over his handling of the whole affair. Um, as you might imagine... Uh, opposition councillors are also cashing in on this a little bit as well i spoke to conservative leader edith ball yesterday she called the lib dems decision disappointing and perhaps more importantly she said that they um they should have acknowledged what she called the gross errors of judgment that were made by these councillors in allowing Keani to drive a taxi in milton Keynes. one other little thing to point out though Ian. that th- to give the Liberal Democrats something, what they point out is that it was actually Amanda Box, a Conservative councillor, who presided over the original decision to grant Kiani a taxi licence.
4: <laughs> but, am I right? She's not a
10: councillor anymore. She's not a councillor anymore. Um, so she, it, it, she, it, she, if, if that's the,
4: if that's the, the best argument the Lib Dems have got, then they are they they're surely they're clutching at straws straws. Uh, Craig, uh, thank you very much for that. That's interesting. Also, oh, the matter's now closed because that's how it works, isn't it, Catherine? Um, when. Um you don't want to talk about something anymore. You just say, well, the, the matter is now closed, and, and, and it goes away, doesn't yeah. it? That's how it works.
6: Yeah, especially when there's an issue of public confidence involved. Flipping it, that's
4: incredible. Are we talking to you later on about this? We've got some people coming on, have we? have got
6: loads of people coming on. We have got... Oh, let me tell you exactly. Uh, Rosemary Smith, yep. who is... Uh, she helped set up the Milton Keynes Taxi Association in the wake of the scandal. Yep. And we'll also be speaking to Andrew Geary, who is the former leader of Milton Keynes Council.
4: Does Douglas McCall talk to us anymore? I don't think he does, think does we he? We approached him. Yeah, I... I, I I know that the last time he came on, he um, uh, he, he didn't have a particularly good time. So um, that's that's a shame. Uh, 03, no, hang on. What's the phone number in this place? Oh eight four five. Thank nine. you. Plum. Excuse me. Four, four double five five, 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 five four. Four. I thought I heard an insult off microphone from from one of you. Hmm. Excuse me. Uh-huh. What? Mm. What bell? I can. You know my hearing isn't up to scratch. Jeez. So, Phil Neville. You heard the latest from Phil Neville, whose dad is Neville Neville? Mm
9: -hmm.
4: Neville Neville...
9: Da, 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 Ooh, but
4: Neville. D- Neville, I'm trying to sing Rebel Rebel, but I don't know the tune. Which that it, makes wasn't it? Sorry? That was it, wasn't it? I'm doing guitar and uh, drums.
5: Clever. Badly.
4: Thank you. And I don't think I'm doing the right song, actually.
5: No. Anyway. <laughs> you can't
6: toss by McCammer.
4: Oh, uh, is that. What's. No. Mm, bam, 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 bam. There I'm doing keyboards and drums, but they're all kind of the same thing. No, I'm doing... What song's that? Is that Rebel Rebel? Uh, yeah, it sounds But like then how that. do the words go? Rebel
5: Rebel, Rebel. Rebel Rebel.
4: No, with the tune, Catherine. That's what I meant. I know how the words go. They go Rebel Rebel. With the tune. Over to you. No. Kaz? No. What's the point? I'm sure you're going somewhere.
5: Anyway, about um, Neville.
4: Yeah, son. What what about him?
6: Can't make a coffee. Well, he can now.
4: He was asked to make a coffee, and he went, "I don't know how to do it." We haven't got time now because you you two have been messing around so much. We've got to go to the controversial Sammy (laughs) Bravo.
8: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
7: BBC Three
4: Counties Radio. Get in there, Sammy! Let's have it! To try try it's, it's not to quiet. be... No, come on, it's listen. It's looking quiet out there a word, at the moment. A word in your um, shell, like... Try... We've had a few complaints... Um, But we're going to carry on doing the show. No, seriously, we have had a few complaints. So if you could just try, and I know it's your thing, just try and tone down the controversy ever so slightly, my darling, ever so slightly. We Um, all want to have a job here um, by the end of the year. So uh, let's just try not to be so controversial, Sammy. Let's hear the Trav.
11: OK, well it's quiet at the moment. In Hatfield there's roadworks on Great North Road at St Albans East and they're not causing any problems but could cause some delays later on. And in Milton Keynes on the a 41 Standing where there's roadworks around the Kingston Roundabout so expect delays there later on. Having a look at the cameras, there's no problems showing up on the M1 at the moment. It's a little bit busy but it's all just moving fine at the moment. On the trains though, if you're heading into London on the Metropolitan Line it's suspended between Wembley Park and Oldgate and there's minor delays on the rest of the line. That's because of a signal failure. And on Thameslink 7, Services, they're not going to London Bridge, they're going to Elephant and Castle instead and that's going to be the case for the next three years. So, Matt, the breast oh. BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: I tried, you just can't tame a wild beast, you can't tie a Mustang down, the ever-controversial Sammy Bruff. <laughs> of love. 6.17, it's Tuesday the 6th of January, I'm Ian Lee these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio the results of an internal Lib Dem investigation into how a serial rapist was granted a taxi licence in Milton Keynes will remain confidential. Figures on NHS waiting times are expected to show the performance of accident and emergency units has dipped to its lowest level for a decade and people living in a village near Luton say they're concerned about the reopening of a traveller site. BBC Three
7: Counties radio.
8: When you need local news,
3: four giant wind turbines won't be built in the Buckinghamshire village of Stoke Hammond.
8: When you need local travel, what better news there about the South Banning in one Lane to back open after that uh, earlier multiple uh, car accident. When you need local weather,
1: the cloud we have got is breaking at times and is letting a little bit of brightness through, so it's not too gloomy, is it?
8: BBC Three Counties Radio is here. With local up-to-date news and travel bulletins throughout the day. You'll always be up to date. Delay set of around 40 to 50 minutes. BBC Three Counties Radio. Goes
4: more like this.
5: That's
4: what I was singing. Anyway, do you know what? I think I was thinking of Moni Moni, not Rebel Rebel.
5: Here she comes now singing. That's
4: the fella.
12: come from? Yeah I mean it came from my, my brain
4: 525,600 minutes. Now, people living in a village near Luton are concerned about the reopening of a traveller site later this month. The Timberland site in Pepperstock has been refurbished at a cost of almost £1 million. Before the makeover, local councillor Richard Stay described it as a no-go zone for the police. Well, these residents on the nearby mobile home park have no confidence that the same problems they had before won't return
1: they said to us at the last meeting that we were at that um they would control it but once they're outside the gates of the thing they can't control it and what we had a lot of trouble before was with kids dogs uh they used to do rude things to you they would stop your car they would do everything like that i i mean they would do their best to control it but they've already admitted that once it's outside their gates they can't do it quite honestly it's just outrageous we don't want it. it, nobody wants it, even the local councillors don't really want it. And uh, it's it's going to be back, we're going to be back exactly where we were.
2: It is going to open up, well. we always knew it was going to open up again, but I'm not really too happy about it. I've never known them to be able to control them. They say the site's going to be under a control now, security, but I can't see that happening. I said I've had an air pistol shoot fired at me, I've... You get the odd things thrown at you. But you, you don't go in the site after them. You don't go in there. Uh, so
13: you've just moved here.
14: I moved about uh, Christmas two years ago. I've just so, had my second Christmas. So
13: since you moved in, basically that traveller site has be- been be shut. So now yes. it's reopening. How do you feel?
14: I feel very nervous. Because Why? I, feel, I feel really secure and everybody looks after each other around here. I know they're unhappy about travellers coming in, they have lived here much longer and it's made me feel, I just hope I'm not going to
6: have to move again.
4: Well, that's uh, our reporter Tony Fisher speaking to many accents from around the world. Catherine, we've got a statement from Central Bedfordshire Council. What does it say? Well,
6: it goes something like this Priority for licences will be given to Gypsy and Traveller applicants who are elderly or disabled because we've refurbished the site to mobility standards. We've worked closely with local ward members and the Parish Council who are supportive of the Council's approach. The refurbishment project's been delivered successfully, and we look forward to working closely with local stakeholders and the new residents to ensure the site is well managed in future. Working together, we will seek to establish positive community relations and if problems arise, we'll resolve them quickly and without fuss. Across beds, hearts and bucks.
8: This is Ian Lee.
7: BBC Three so. Counties Radio.
6: Hey, we can hold him to that.
4: Yeah, we can, uh, uh, we can hold him to that. Uh. So, I... Um, uh, Phil Neville, we'll get to him in a little bit. I, was r- I would like to offer my sincerest apology two? The Everly Brothers. Right. Are they both dead? One died one recently. One might
6: still be clinging on,
4: let me Google. Oh, fool, fool. turns out I was wrong. Oh. Turns out They're They're flipping brilliant. Me and the boys were rocking out last night to the vinyl 1983 Everly Brothers reunion album recorded live at the Royal Albert Hall. It rocked. The boys rocked. I rocked. The boys invented an elaborate game where they had to walk around the edge of my bed without touching the floor or leaning on my legs.
6: Did your boys like the fact that they were brothers?
4: Yes, they did.
6: Yeah, my girls like sister groups.
4: Enjoyed that. Um, So I would like to uh, say to Phil and Don, whichever one is still with us, I am sorry. I'm sorry, A, for not knowing which one of you is no longer with us. And B, I've been dissing you for the last 41 and a half years. And I was wrong. And also, I didn't know that this was one of your songs.
9: (laughs)
15: going to sit here all night reading
4: emails so uh, there is an excellent version of that by robert plant and alison krauss i like her excellent version of that Mm -hmm. yeah excellent version of that that was an excellent version of that everybody's happy huh now we will talk about phil neville we will talk about phil neville after half past because he's is it
6: phil or is it gary
4: We'll talk about one of the Neville brothers mm. after. It, it's definitely not Neville Neville. I think it's Gary. Can touch this. Oh, you ain't. Okay. I can do beatbox. Well. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Very well. Thank you. I'm glad you recognise my talents.
11: Checking the speed sensors on the A40 in High Wycombe, that's moving fine through the roadworks so far at Temple Street, but there's a lane closed in both directions, so it could get slow later on. In and saint Peter, expect delays on the A412 Amersham Road, while the roadworks go on at Missbourne Avenue. And in Palmer's Green, it's starting to get busy on the A406 North Circular Road between the Clockhouse Interchange and New Southgate. It's also starting to get busy on the M25 anticlockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. And on the trains, no major delays showing up on the Department But if you're heading into London and you usually use the Metropolitan Line, it's suspended between Wembley Park and Oldgate because of a signal failure at Neesden, but passengers can use the Jubilee Line instead from Wembley Park. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
11: This is
7: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The results of an internal Liberal Democrat investigation into how a serial rapist was granted a taxi licence in Milton Keynes will remain confidential. Lib Dem Mayor Subhan Shafiq resigned, but the party say their investigations into the affair will not be made public. Figures on NHS waiting times are expected to show the performance of accident and emergency units has dipped to its lowest level for a decade, and people living in a village near Luton say they're concerned about the reopening of a traveller site, the Timberland site in Pepperstock, has been refurbished at a cost of almost £1 million. Three County Sports.
8: BBC
7: Three Counties Radio.
0: Two goals from Stephen Gerrard gave Liverpool a 2-1 win at AFC Wimbledon in last night's FA Cup third round tie.
16: I grew up loving the competition and, you know, to play in it and it's going to be my last time, so I want to make the most of it and, and try and go all the way. They gave you a game, didn't they? Yeah, we expected it. I mean, it's the beauty of the FA Cup. It doesn't matter where you are in what league or how you're doing. Form seems to go out the window and becomes a leveller and fair play to them. Yeah. I think their manager can be really proud of them. They were honest throughout the team and, and give us a real test.
0: Also last night, Burnley and Tottenham drew one all. Tonight, Everton host West Ham. Liverpool's reward is a fourth round tie at home to Bolton. Elsewhere in the fourth round, draw holders Arsenal go to Brighton. Chelsea host Millwall or Bradford and Cambridge's reward for beating Luton is a money spinning tie at home to Manchester United. Luton are set to sign Bournemouth striker Jaden Stockley on loan, according to reports on the South Coast. The 21-year-old could make his debut in Thursday's League Two match at home to Shrewsbury. Stockley was on loan at Cambridge earlier this season. Meanwhile, Wickham striker Paul Hayes says Luton and Shrewsbury are their main rivals for promotion this season. The Blues return to the top of the table on Saturday with victory against Hartlepool. Hayes says it's about who has the best squad.
17: From day one, you, you look at... Luton, Shrewsbury, uh, Northampton and Bury, the four biggest spenders in the league. Mm. We've got the biggest budget. Do you know what I mean? So going into the back end of the season, if them four teams are gonna be in around it they're going to spend big, bigger.
0: and obviously attract better players. And Oldham Athletics say says it's still considering whether or not to offer the convicted rapist, Ched Evans, a contract. Tens of thousands of people have signed a petition calling for the club not to sign the striker. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call
7: 08459 455 555.
0: BBC Three Counties it's
4: Radio. definitely Phil Neville. Okay. Um, oh, hang no, hang on. Go on. One, two. Go with the green. Go. With Buckle the green. my shoe. Yeah. Go with the green. Go with the green. There we go. Beautiful. It's definitely Phil Neville. Right.
6: Okay. Can uh, you reach
4: that? With your tiny little arms. I can. Got T Rex arms. Do she curls? Got T
6: Rex arms.
4: Yeah. The arms of a T Rex. They're rap-
6: normal length of arm.
4: <laughs> oh, look at you stretching them. Oh, that's so They're sweet. Awesome. So. The trouble is, uh,
6: I've got quite broad shoulders. You only get so much skin. That
5: so a T Rex.
4: He is—he is a great man, the best in the world. Um, when uh, Sarah Ferguson starts sticking up for you, oh, that's when you're in trouble. Um, that's all we can say on that. Well, story. she
6: lived in his house for quite a long time, didn't she? Yeah,
4: and um, gosh, Prince Andrew's ex-wife, Sarah Ferguson, yesterday leapt to his defence. Oh, blimey! You know you're in trouble when Bled. when Fergie. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine leaping to someone's defence. Uh, what we got in the papers? Oh, it's Phil Neville, anyway. Yeah, go on. All right, shall I play it? Where is it? Hang on.
6: Yeah.
9: Ah.
4: No. So Phil Neville, son of Neville Neville. Brother of Gary Neville, mm-hmm. right? This is him on Five Live. Did you hear this? No. Right. Th- this is him on Five Live talking about making coffee. I'm quite fortunate that my wife does a lot of the uh, the cooking
3: uh, around our house. And yes, it was two days ago a, a, a man came to my and house. And this was German. instant
5: coffee as well, wasn't it? Uh, just two days ago. I, mean, I, had to, I had to
3: phone my wife and ask her how to make a <laughs> cup of
4: coffee. And uh, to be fair, th- he's still alive, the man I made it for, so it mustn't have been <laughs> a bad one. He doesn't know how to make a cup of instant coffee.
5: This is very topical. Because yesterday... Pourquoi? Yeah. You know Jen, our apprentice? Oh, I witnessed that. Yeah, she on. can't make... She just, she's never made coffee before. She'd what? offered, though. And I said...
9: Oh... So Are you OK?
5: To- and she said, I'm just making my first cup of coffee. She poured the grains of coffee oh, into flip. her hand. Oh. <laughs> into the cup.
4: This is...
9: Wow,
5: well, I saw the
6: start of that procedure. Um,
4: I like her, because she's so keen and enthusiastic, yeah, but yeah. ultimately, if she can't make coffee, she's never going to no. make it in this industry. But
6: actually, there's a lesson for people who want to get into radio. Yeah. Say so you can do it, yeah. and then work out how you do it. Yeah. So she'd said, "Right, everyone, and we know it's a, we all know it's popularity building." Yeah, of course it coffee. is.
4: It's, of course it
18: is.
6: Kel. So she'd said to everyone, "I'll make you all a coffee." They said, "Excellent, Jen. Now you're more popular." She went upstairs yeah. and uh, had to ask a number of members of staff how to make
4: Isn't said coffee. That, I remember making my first coffee at the age of fifteen. I was doing my Duke of Edinburgh's award, and I had to go and spend uh, every Saturday for a month um, hanging out with the wardens at Burnham Beaches Woods in Buckinghamshire, local and indeed local. Uh, and, was uh, that
6: your Community service.
4: Uh, uh, anyway, and I, I had to. Make I did coffee. brownies. And I'm telling a story. I
5: did brownies.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I also went brownies. Let me tell the story. Come on. Oh, come on. I didn't know how to make a coffee. What and then were you, you did
5: at brownies, Cat. I did. Well, it's quite sad, really. I ended uh, up staying on for
6: quite a long time. I ended up being a ranger guide. Stephen Fry. Now. Dis- you're what? Hmm?
4: Stephen Fry disgusts me. Why? 57. Yes. Hang on, is he... Hang on, let me get back. 57, and his, his boyfriend's 27. Good for him. 30 years difference. That's disgusting. Get in. Well, uh, they are. I think it's disgusting. That big an age gap. Also, it's not just the big age gap, right? Stephen Fry is to marry a uh, uh, lover, Elliot Spencer, who's 30 years his junior, after he put a smile back on the comedian's face. Good. Well, the thing is, right... Uh, 57 and 27 so it's 30 years that's disgusting but also 27 is really young you're not mature at 27 he is mature when i was 27 well and look at the state of you ruined wow ruined he is not mature enough at 27 to be committed to a long-term relationship with a 57 year old it's out of order. You we love know. who
5: you love, man. Leave him alone. Plus, sorry, Stephen
6: Fry is loaded. He's hilarious. Oh, hang on, you're clever. saying he's entertaining. You're saying he's debonair. that? Hang on a second. He's witty. He's not
4: debonair. Oh, he is. He's not debonair. Well, I, I
6: kind of like the shambling debonair thing.
4: Uh, you're saying that um, Elliot Spencer is with Stephen Fry because of his money.
6: No. And,
4: and well, the other... she's she's not saying no. no she listed and a other lot assets of there.
6: And other assets. He could be with someone who is 25 and had out and live with seven other people in so, a but flat why,
4: in London. But why is money a factor? That surprises is, me you would bring that up.
6: No, I'm just saying that there, are, the man has got a lot of acumen.
4: Has he? Mm. <laughs> How do you know that?
6: I My just eyes th- aren't painted on, love.
4: I, I just, <laughs> I don't know what that means. That means I can see. All right. I just think that that <laughs> age gap, 30 years, is is B-O-O. It's Boo. Bang out of order. There's another row in there.
9: Boo.
6: No, I think if the guy was 21, that makes a difference. Why?
4: Why? Now we're getting somewhere. Because because
6: at 27, you nearly. The conversation. At 27, she is, you're, you, not. you're quite nearly 30. I'm
4: not, though. No. Mm. 27, you're quite nearly 30. All right, Marge Proops. Yeah, go on. Go on, Confucius. Yeah, yeah,
6: and. I think there's a big difference between 21 and 27. Yeah, there's six years. There's a big difference, but there's, no, there's a maturity. big difference. I was still a real... I mean, I'm a Wally now, but I was there's a real Wally a when I was 21. a big difference
4: between 21 and 27. And you Fair different play. Things. There is a big difference between 27 and 57. Yeah,
6: but 27, you're starting to think about settling down, aren't you?
4: Yeah, but do you know what? Probably at 27, you're wrong.
5: Mm. Stephen Fry is very clever. He knows what he's doing.
4: Yeah, he does. So... And that worries me. <laughs> oh, wait, 459 555 I'm right on this one. No. And you two are incorrect. Incorrect data.
5: Well, if... When Incorrect. I get to 27. Incorrect. I find a man who just happens to be 57. Yeah. But we have a lot in common and we get on really well. Yeah. We're like really good friends. Okay. And he says, hey, will you marry me? And I might say, yeah. Did right. you just say, when you get to
4: 27? Yep. She's like 36, isn't she? Isn't yeah. she? And just keep moving. In Milton Keynes. Morning, Tony. Good morning. What would you like to say, boss? Well, I wanted to propose to Kelly. Oh, blimey. Here we go. Go on, then, fella. Well, she says that
15: she wouldn't mind taking the man up to 57. Well, I've, I've got another 10 years on that. I'm 67. Ooh, even but spicier. Yeah, but my benefits are I act like a five
4: year old. Well, uh, what, you, what you, do, you do a poo in your pants? Often. <laughs> Blimey. Kells, he so- he sounds good, doesn't he, he, Kelly? sounds
5: like a keeper. The poo in the pants has sold it to me. Has <laughs> he really? What else so, have you
18: got?
4: Come on, Tony, what makes you so special, Mr. Lover Lover? Ooh. Well I have got all these old radios that she can play with. Oh. Yeah, she likes fiddling with knobs.
18: Yes, I was going
15: to say that you took it out of my mouth.
4: No, oh, well, I'm, I'm glad. Don't put it in your mouth. Stop. And I have the most unusual
15: collection of weird records, as you know.
4: Oh, well, give, give 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 us some examples of some of your weird records. Well,
15: there's one that I want to challenge you on. Oh, you keep playing the uh, the little hobo in town. How about this one? Freedom is a dusty road heading to a highway. California.
9: California.
15: It's called "Love Me, Love My Dog." And who's that by Tony? Peter Shelley,
4: mm, and, and what? Well, Pete Shelley from the Buzzcocks.
15: But the the words in it is that he can't fall in love with you unless you love his dog. And if you don't well, love Dubby's dog, then he's going to go on his way. So you've got to love me, uh, co- love my. <laughs>
4: Ladies and gentlemen, we 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 talk, we're going to do a thing, phone in now, uh, love songs about dogs. Of course, the best love song about a dog, Tony, is "I Love My Dog" by Cat Stevens. Do you really? I love my dog as much as I love you. I don't remember the rest of it. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, I
6: think it's a very foolish thing to think because hey, that right dog's going to last what five, ten more years, and yeah. you'd be on your tod. Yeah, exactly.
4: Back to Kelly, back to Kelly. Oh, sorry. I haven't
15: got long to live, so she's got a nice little sum of money coming. How
4: much money have you got, Tone? I'm very yeah. protective of Kelly. About eight quid at the moment. We'll, we'll say bye bye. Thank you very dear. much indeed. You, you, you can do better than that, Kirsty. Thanks. You can do better Thanks, than man. that. You
6: can get at least a tenner.
4: Uh, love songs about dogs. Oh, I'm happy to do that. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Old Chep, Elvis oh. Presley. That's the worst song in the world. It's not even a song, it's just like a man talking.
6: Was there one called Old Yeller?
4: Yeah, there was one called Old Yeller. Um, and I think we've probably covered it, unless you can think of any more. 81333, start yeah. your text 3CR.
8: Um. Nope, that's it. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M. It's starting to look quite busy on the cameras at Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and on the M25 it's starting to build up anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. Having a look at the A1 Waterford Way there are queues building up southbound between the Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner and having a look at the speed sensors on the A40 in High Wycombe it's moving fine at the moment through the roadwork so far at Temple Street but that could get busy later on. On the trains if you're heading into London it's looking fine on the main line trains but on the Underground the Metropolitan Line is suspended between Wembley Park and Oldgate because of a signal failure at Neasden. but passengers can use the Jubilee line instead and change at Wembley Park. Their engineering works on Thameslink services between Bedford and Brighton, so they're calling at Elephant and Castle instead of London Bridge. Samantha the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: She's a rule breaker, I'll give her that. 6.45, it's Tuesday the 6th of January. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The results of an internal Lib Dem investigation into how a serial rapist was granted a taxi licence in Milton Keynes will remain confidential. Figures on NHS waiting times are expected to show the performance of accident and emergency units has dipped to its lowest level for a decade. And people living in a village near Luton say they're concerned about the reopening of a traveller site. Coming up, we'll speak to Dealey, but before that, let's get the weather his case. Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio.
19: Good morning. It's a rather grey but reasonably mild start to the day. The temperature outside at the moment ranges between 7 and 9 Celsius. A little bit cooler out towards parts of Buckinghamshire, but really quite a mild start. One or two spots of light rain and drizzle around this morning, but the main more defined band of rain arrives around lunchtime and continues through this afternoon as it continues on its journey eastwards. Still reasonably mild though, the maximum temperature up to nine Celsius. Now overnight, as that rain clears eastwards, as with the cloud, behind behind. Behind it the sky is much clearer so the temperature is going to drop the air much colder so a widespread frost expected as we head through to dawn tomorrow morning with the minimum temperature reaching minus two. So a bright chilly frosty start to Wednesday but it will cloud over becoming windy tomorrow afternoon with further outbreaks of rain but the maximum temperature at around eight Celsius. And that's your forecast.
4: On Thursday night, there's an extra three-county sport. We're with Luton as they host Shrewsbury in a top-six clash.
8: Now Rooney with a shot, that's going in! Look, Rooney left-footed! it into the bottom corner!
4: There'll be all the build-up, uninterrupted commentary and all the reaction at the final whistle. I thought it was a terrific game, to be honest. I think
20: it warmed the supporters up from both teams.
4: Luton versus Shrewsbury, Thursday night from 7, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. kinks, always d- d- dangerous territory. But this is a tune. This is a tune. Here we go. It's going to get dark now. It gets dark. Not dark, uplifting.
6: The voice there sounds a little bit like Steely Dan, doesn't
4: it? Um, yeah, a bit. I'll give you that. Is that a bad thing?
6: No, just an observation.
4: The thing I noticed, we had Dave Davis on last week. He's in the, uh, the, the podcast, if you want to hear it. Um, the brother of Ray... The thing I notice since that interview is that neither of the brothers, Davies, can say the letter R Mm. at all. Like any, re, I mean, I, and it's really pronounced with Ray Davis when he's singing. And I'd never noticed it before. Well, it didn't hold them back. Didn't hold them back. They're a weird band, The Kinks, because um, Ray's not a particularly good singer, I don't think. Mm. Um, and they had a lot of bad songs in the seventies and eighties, but there's, everyone still loves them. Yeah,
6: but they were the first to do stuff.
4: Yeah, they were good. I mean, well, they're brilliant, helps. but they're weird. They're weird. They're not as catchy or as instant as The Who or The Beatles. There are a
6: number of singers who've got sort of speech impediments and sing regardless, aren't there? Like, you know, you, will Young's got a bit of a. Lisp.
4: Uh, oh, Will Young, can, he can barely open his mouth, can he, these days? What? what? Uh, Justin. Morning,
12: boss, come dancing. Great track by the Kinks. It is a good song, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, please play it one day, please.
4: We played it a while ago, but I, 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 I'll play it tomorrow. Yeah, good. There we go. You see what we'll yeah. So, so far, we've talked about singers that can't sing. Yeah. <laughs> They've got speech impediments. Uh, and songs about dogs... Uh, I've been told that there is a song by Jonathan Richmond called "Our Dog Is Getting Older Now," which mm. is apparently is amazing. Mm. I like it's Jonathan Richmond. Nice he's good. to hear Peter Shelley's name mentioned on the program
12: this morning.
6: Well, who, I don't yeah, know who Peter about the song though. It was
12: love me, love my dog. You see, if you look at images of Peter Shelley, I, I base my image loosely on him because. I don't know who Peter Shelley is. i legend. Not love me, love my dog. Just play it one day. It's a tune which will which will lift the spirits of people. <laughs>
4: you see? <laughs> oh, I've got, got some video of Peter Shelley. It's uh, going to be smooth. It's it, it, oh. <laughs> wow,
6: fantastic. there is an non resemblance. <laughs> exactly. You see what I'm saying now?
4: <laughs> the leather jacket. <laughs> well, we got yeah, he's dub- shirt. He's double dem- denim here. Yeah, why well, do that as well? Why fantastic. not? Fantastic. Why, why not, Justin? <clears throat> why not? Many, many marvelous. Uh, Things. Uh, with, now listen, I'm not sure what what to send you out on. And why? I you, know. What? Sorry. Stephen Fry. Go on. It's just wrong. Go on. Tell me. I heard the conversation about
12: ten minutes ago. Yep. I've oh, seen the on, pictures. Oh come on, Justin.
6: When you're 57, you'll have a 21-year-old girlfriend.
12: Well, do you know what? If I if if that did happen, you'd be calling me a pervert, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's here, happen. you can't say it. Oh, you can't say it here. I've seen the pictures. I'm sorry, but this is just wrong on all levels. Don't it looks wrong. It is wrong. Don't
6: you think that 27 is a, there's a big difference between being 21 and being 27. No. Really? 30,
12: 30 years it's just a big no no. How can you find somebody attractive and how can you love somebody? 30 well, years is too
6: it's too much. The, my, my, it's my, not all about fancying each other, is
12: it? Well it is, yeah, because no. if you don't fancy that person, um they're going to go and fancy Let somebody else. Let me tell
6: you else. something. Fancying can wear off if there's nothing else behind it.
4: My wife is, I think, five years younger than me, and we struggle to find um, the popular cultural references that we share. She didn't watch yeah. the same programmes as me and doesn't, didn't listen to the same music as me. Oh, you're bang so, on the money. So, th- who told you that? So, 30 years difference, Yeah. D- this young lad, Elliot Spencer, he's not going to have a clue what the Clangers are, for mm. example.
6: I don't think Stephen Fry talks about the Clangers. Ex- I, bet, I <laughs> bet
4: he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? You like that? No, I don't. Yeah, it's
12: good. Uh, you want to take that to the streets, just? Yes? I'll take you to the streets, I mean, I think people are going to find it wrong. But also, um, age gaps in relationships, that's 30 years. I don't think I'm going to find anybody this morning who's going to get anywhere near that. And I think that maybe is the key point here because he lives in a showbiz world. Mm. Everything's so different. 30 years, for him, it can work. But everybody else, normal people, let's say, would look at that and say, that is never going to work in a million years.
6: Do you know why I think I have some sympathy for this? It's because I think that my mental age is about 27, 28.
12: (laughs) For your,
20: for your facial age isn't that? i
12: talking about years my facial age. Her. No. Did, did you say the morning, boss, that Kath was uh, growing a bit of a
4: tash there?
9: What? Did
4: I mention that this boss? Justin, we will speak to you later so on, you said mate. That, didn't Thank you? you so much, indeed. Thank you. Ah. Uh. Um. This is a good story. Sorry, Kells? Ah. Uh. This is just one paragraph when this should surely be a front page news. Nanny state. A runaway goat jumped on a trolley and caused chaos at a budgeon store in Cambridge yesterday. What? That's all we know about that. I want photos.
5: Goat.
4: There's so many elements. Jumped on a boat. A runaway goat jumped on a trolley trolley. and caused chaos at a budgeon store. And It's the (laughs) budgins that makes it so special, I think, Uh, in Cambridge yesterday. Jumped on a trolley. (gasps) In budget. it's a goat. It's a goat. It's a runaway goat. So it's fleeing from its vicious wicked masters <laughs> and it jump it, it thinks I don't know what to escape from this I'm going to jump on a, th- there's a trolley I'm jumping on it in budgins
5: I wonder what he was shopping for Oh goats to eat anything
6: Yeah any not, of, full uh, uh,
4: no have you got anything, Kath? Yeah, Go this. We've bags, got two minutes.
6: Bags for Life not only saves the planet, it could save your life.
4: Hey, flippin' heck, I like it, yeah. A
6: dog walker who feared that she was being buried oh. alive in quicksand pulled herself to safety using Bags for Life.
4: Can I just say, dog walkers, get a real job. Get a real job where you have to do something instead of just walking dogs. That's not a job. It's not a way of life. I don't that's think a- it is
6: her job. I think she's just walking her dog.
4: You said a dog walker.
6: Well, she was a dog walker. She,
4: she, that's her job, that's is it? That's what it's
6: called when you take your dog for Get a, for a real walk. job that's like being a pedestrian that's not your job you
4: can't get paid for that just get a real job dog walkers you disgust me
6: the woman had been trapped alone in the dark on a beach near Glyne Gap Bexhill on sea Sussex for more than an hour and was afraid she'd never get out then she laid her plastic supermarket bags in front of her which helped spread her weight which she was able to pull herself free big girl was she no how much money do
4: these dog walkers make Make enough to stuff their faces
6: Wow, I haven't...
4: Is quicksand real? Yes No Yeah I don't think it is Well,
6: it was real for her She had to save herself with her bags for
4: life Quicksand is where you're sinking And you're going
9: Oh, help
6: Yeah, I don't think it's as quick as they are showing the cartoons Often Unless you're in, you know, the jungle
5: What's that noise?
4: Huh? Can you hear that? Yeah. It's like... Um, Is
5: it just medium slipping sand? then? It's, it was quicksand, but...
4: You know when um, you, you hold your nose and you pop your ear? Yeah. Other people can hear that. Yeah. Isn't that insane?
5: And if somebody, um, somebody can suck your ear and, and pop that pop out...
4: Ooh. I just switched the microphone off, because we just got a little bit of a glimpse into Kelly's life that I didn't really want. Fuck. Um, I don't like dog walkers, uh, but I do like people listening to my ears pop.
6: OK. Likes, dislikes, call me now, 08459 four double five five double five.
8: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio. One towards London, there's been an accident between junction five for Watford and four for Edgware Way, so that's causing queues now with one lane blocked there. On the M25, it's starting to get very busy between junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. And in Neeston on the North Circular Road, that's starting to look quite busy on the speed sensors between the M1 and the Staples Corner flyover at Brentfield Road. On the A1 Watford Way, there are queues building up southbound between the Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. And on the trains, if you're heading into London and usually use the Metropolitan line, that's suspended between Wembley Park and Oldgate because of a signal failure at Kneesden. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: You just heard my ears crackle, didn't you? It was disgusting. I did it! I did it! I've got really funny... uh, I nearly saw that. I've got really funny ears now. But you heard my ears, you put your ear next to mine. (laughs) I uh, I wonder if I can... I wonder if I can do it here. Can you hear this? Oh, it's the other ear. (laughs) Oh, it's not working now. I'm deaf. I'm a little bit <laughs> nauseous.
7: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
8: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's seven o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Milton Keynes' taxi report to remain confidential, NHS waiting times to be revealed and villagers' concern over reopening of Bedfordshire Traveller site.
7: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: The results of an internal Liberal Democrat investigation into how a serial rapist was granted a taxi licence in Milton Keynes will remain confidential. The investigation was launched last year after details of Nadeem Keane's rape and sexual assault convictions were were revealed. More from Craig Lewis. Liberal Democrat Mayor Saban Shafiq resigned after it was revealed he had vouched for rapist
10: Nadeem Kiani, while fellow party member Stuart Burke quit as chairman of Milton Keynes Council's licensing committee. Mr Burke had headed up the committee which lifted a suspension on Kiani's licence. The Liberal Democrats have now concluded their investigations into the affair, but the results will not be made public. They said a number of recommendations have been implemented and the matter is now closed.
0: Figures on NHS waiting times being released later this morning are expected to show that the performance of accident and emergency units has dropped to its lowest level for a decade. It's thought highly likely that hospitals will have missed a government target for 95% of patients to be seen within four hours. People living in a village near Luton say they're concerned about the reopening of a traveller site. The Timberland site in Pepperstock has been refurbished at a cost of almost £1 million. Central Bedfordshire Council says it will seek to establish positive community relations, but these residents on the nearby mobile home park aren't convinced.
1: And What we had a lot of trouble before was with kids, dogs... Uh, they used to do rude things to you they would stop your car
2: And said I've had an air pistol shoot fired at me they say the site's going to be under a control now, security but I can't see that
0: happening. A park in Bedfordshire is to get more than £2 million in lottery funding. Houghton Hall Park in Houghton Regis will receive nearly £2.2 million and is one of seven parks across the country to share over £20 million for improvement work. Jobs in Milton Keynes and Stevenage are at risk after the fashion chain Bank went into administration. The company employs over 1,500 people in over 80 stores across the country. Mid Bedfordshire MP Nadine Dorries is meeting with Network Rail today. To discuss what she calls an appalling service. Meanwhile, the government has suggested it was probably a mistake to use Finsbury Park Station as an emergency replacement for King's Cross during the Christmas travel chaos. North East Bedfordshire MP Alistair Burt told the Commons his constituents could see a bigger picture.
3: My constituents coming from Biggleswade, Sandy and Alsey into King's Cross were of course inconvenienced and annoyed by what happened. But they're sensible enough to appreciate that the improvements being done were for their benefit and the benefit of their
0: line that they've seen over the past few years. In sport, two goals from Stephen Gerrard gave Liverpool a 2-1 win at AFC Wimbledon in last night's FA Cup third round tie. Liverpool will now host Bolton in the fourth round. Cambridge's reward for beating Luton is a money-spinning at home to Manchester United. Meanwhile, Luton are set to sign Bournemouth striker Jaden Stockley on loan, according to reports on the south coast. The weather, cloudy for much of the day, with outbreaks of rain at times, a maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk UK slash three counties.
4: Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning. Taxis. Taxi. Deeley's out asking whether a 30-year age gap is workable the 30 years bothers me and the fact that the younger person in the relationship between Stephen Fry and his boyfriend is only 27 That, that, that concerns me 08459 455 555
7: Across beds, hearts and
8: bucks This is BBC Three Counties Radio
6: I just think when you know, you know
8: But you don't always know,
4: do you? That's the thing.
6: But when you do, you do.
4: But when you do, sometimes you don't.
6: But you mostly do.
4: Not always. Mm. Yeah. Thanks. 08459 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call on that now. Chances are, if you've li- listened to this show like maybe even uh, half a dozen times in the last year, you'll have heard about a huge row that erupted over the mayor of Milton Keynes' decision to vouch for the character of a taxi driver. Mate of his also happened to be a violent serial rapist. Nice guy. The uh, taxi driver, not the mayor, obviously. I say mayor, it's Subhan Shafiq, who's now the former mayor, having handed in his chain, as well as his role as a Lib Dem councillor as the fuori rumbled on. Well, the cabbie's licence was revoked. Taxi drivers across Milton Keynes will now have background checks and the Lib Dems launched an internal investigation, which we can't give you the results of because they're keeping it secret. And as far as they're concerned, the matter is now closed. I'd love your thoughts on this. Are you happy with that? The Lib Dems, who, um, whose mayor um, gave the thumbs up Personally recommended a violent serial rapist should get a cab licence. Um, created a real stink. They've had an investigation. They're never going to tell you what the results are. Is the matter over for you? 08459 four double five five double five. Rosemary Smith helped set up Milton Keynes Taxi Association in the wake of the scandal. She joins me now. Rosemary, the Lib Dems are keeping this report a secret. What's your reaction to that?
21: Well, I mean, what are they covering up? What are they hiding? I mean, all of this scandal created a dreadful situation and the public, I think, have the right to any information because this, via the Lib Dems, has cost them £65,000. I mean, they they were involved, as you've said before, in obtaining taxi badges for rapists. Saban Shafiq is still um, running a taxi. He's got two taxi badges, one of which is a school badge, does that make... What, what is class as a fit and proper person in the
4: eyes of Milton Keynes' council? Now, yeah, the thing is, you say, you say that the Lib Dems, w- what are they covering up? The thing is, we don't know if they're covering exactly. up. The, the report may have been... Abs- you know, it may have come mm. out, and there may be a few recommendations that they follow. Mm. But because they won't tell us, people do jump to, the naturally, the worst conclusion, Absolutely. don't they?
21: Yes, of course they do. And, I mean, you know, the whole thing is, is that, you know, this started off by a councillor... Um, Saban Shafiq being able to give references for a taxi driver or a potential taxi driver. We now have a situation, and I was actually at the meeting, where Libden councillor Chris Williams has already stated that he thinks that councillors should still be able to give um, references for potential taxi drivers. Now, I think that's what started this in the first place. And also if we're talking about cover-ups, and you're quite right, we don't know that this is a cover-up, and I'm not saying that it is, but it was covered up by them, this information about Saban Shafiq, for several months. It broke on the 28th of August, allegedly. The Lib Dems went to ground and refused to comment or communicate on this, as you guys know, because they refused to talk to you too. Um, And, you know it would appear that they've closed ranks again to keep one of two of their number, actually, Saban Shafiq and Stuart Burke, in office to avoid, and they did this to avoid a by-election, in my opinion. I mean, I I telephoned um, Monkston, um, a Liberal Democrat um, councillor from Monkston, um, to ask if they have a residence association because... I am the chair of a residence association, to communicate with them. And I was told that they didn't need one because Monkston was well looked after by three Lib Dem councillors, one of which was Saban Shafiq. I mean, you know, all of this in the middle of the scandal concerning the taxi issues and from a woman as
4: well. The, 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 um, Rosemary, what is, the relationship, what is the relationship like between taxi drivers and the council now? Because it was strained, wasn't it? To put well, it mildly. Yes,
21: I think it's going to take a lot of years well not no it isn't going to take a lot of years. I think it's going to take a time for people to trust now the the taxi office the people that we have in office in the taxi office now are are fantastic they're communicating with the association um, the drivers are beginning to build trust because obviously they're not happy that Saban Shafiq has still got um two taxi licenses two taxi badges and one of which is a school badge because they're thinking well i'm being penalized for having say a 1.8 tread on my tire when the police say 1.6 and the council say two millimeter depth on a tire um but he got away with doing this, you know.
20: Rosemary,
4: we have to move on from there. Thank you very much, Rosemary Smith. um, Helped set up Milton Keynes Taxi Association. Are you happy with uh, the Lib Dems keeping this report secret? I don't know why they would. And maybe they've got nothing to hide, but you do, when you're told a report is secret, you instantly jump to the worst conclusions. And in
6: a situation like this where you're talking about public confidence, you want to be as absolutely open as possible, surely?
4: Mm. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five, five. Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. What would you like to have a whinge about today, sir?
22: I was t- wanted to talk about the age gap in uh, with, between people and their marriages.
4: Stephen Fry and his young fella—a thirty-year age gap. The youngster's twenty-seven. Fry's fifty-seven. I think it's outrageous.
22: Now, the real true story of twenty fifteen. Yes. Would be that if a twenty-one-year-old lady here we go who was rich. Uh, got engaged to a, a man over 60 who yes. was poor. Yeah. That would be the story of oh, the year. That would be romance, wouldn't can't it? I can't
6: think of one this year, but remember when Celine Dion married her husband René, and, oh, and they, René. they are famously devoted to each other. Yeah, yeah but he wasn't poor. <laughs> no, but he was poorer than her. <laughs> oh, well, hang on a Well, he <laughs> no, was no, her manager. No, 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 you it wrong.
22: You know, Now, there's many, many Pete instances... Peter's an expert on
4: Celine Dion. You be careful, Catherine.
22: Mm. There's many, many instances of men who are rich, have young ladies on their arms, but you very rarely see a rich young lady with an old man on her arm. <laughs>
4: but hang on, you don't see... <laughs> unless you a father. You don't. Isn't Paul McCartney's third wife yes. richer than Paul McCartney? I think
6: she might be. She's richer she's than got, Paul
4: McCartney. She's twenty-one yes, but though, is she?
22: Buddy, but the thing there is, they're both rich.
4: Yeah. <laughs> isn't it, Isn't it? Though? Uh, I, I, it says on my screen, Peter. Yes. That um, uh, in your sheltered housing. Yes. You often um, get um, special offers from ladies.
22: No, not in. What do you, what what, do
5: you like mean?
22: Yes. What do you, you pull- mean?
5: You told me that,
22: Peter. I did, yes, but I, I,
4: I didn't say on my site...
5: Buy one, get one free.
4: <laughs> no, no. Two for the price of. I did not say on my site. So, okay. So where, okay. So, where are you getting these special offers? Do you need a wingman?
22: There's a lot. Listen, when you're, an older, when you're an older man, yeah. there's a lot more ladies lost their husbands yeah. than there are us. Those you know
21: sexy widows. Slim pickings. <laughs>
22: <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's massive pickings, actually.
4: <laughs> Big, fat pickings. <laughs> so, Peter, how old are you? Were you 82? I'm yeah, 81. 81. Okay. <laughs> so 30 but years younger than if you. If you
22: laugh a lot,
4: would it, fit, would you would you ever go out with a 51 year old? Well, of course. Uh, but <laughs> I'll take them. I'll take them out to lunch.
22: There's no problem. Yeah. Uh, the uh, but pension day, yeah. When you laugh a lot, yeah, you'll be surprised. uh age doesn't matter. Oh come on, Peter. Oh yes. Oh, that's oh
4: yes. Oh, yes. Hey, that's rubbish. Hey, look at Jim
6: Davidson.
22: The, the, you you forget the old adage that Look. when you laugh a lot you can you can go anywhere.
4: That's not an adage. You just made that up. <laughs> no 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 no. When you laugh a lot you can go anywhere. Yeah, well, a lunatic you, asylum.
22: Well, you you, you can laugh ladies in the bed. Actually, I know that from young
4: age. So yeah, you can also laugh when they're in there. <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. The line I was going to say. Let's see. If a, you can laugh them out of bed again. <laughs> yeah, Peter. <laughs> Well, I've
22: got a lot of great memories, I'll tell
4: you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really just stopped myself saying something completely inappropriate there. About, I bet
5: he was a dog in his day. Sorry? What? Hey.
4: You can't say that. Be so rude. That's a nice
5: thing. Oh, in
4: that case, yeah, but he was. <laughs> what
5: is that? A terrier. It's a
4: tiger. <laughs> um, anyway, well, um, so um, I, I really want to say something so rude and I can't. So I'm Go gonna, to travel. Uh, no, it's early. Uh, what I want to say is... Go- But I'm not going to. Good.
5: No. I don't know why he did it to us.
4: Because <laughs> I had to get it out of my system. He didn't. He's got a lot of memory stored up in there. In and his that, system. OK, OK. 08459, five, 455, double 555. Double 30 years. Is, but 81 to 51, that's kind of all right. Because, you, you know... You've, You're both old. You've both messed your life up, probably, to end up in that situation. 27 and 57. I say no, no, no. That is a too big a gap at uh, too young an age. <laughs> Inappropriate. Oh, eight four five nine four double five. That's because
6: you're thinking more like the twenty seven year old. When you're fifty, you'll be All going, right. Get in there So
4: thirty is okay. Is 30 years, OK. Question, I think, no, hang on, this is a wait, question for Catherine. The, hang pe- on, this is for Catherine. Depends, 30 years, OK. It depends how old the younger person is. 30, it's 30 years, OK. I think if they're 27... Take it back 10 years, 47, 17, OK? Well, Take it back another 10 years, 37, 7. You sure?
6: You, did you hear what I said, though? Are you sure? I said it depends how yeah. young the younger person you is. Said. You're out
4: of order.
5: I heard what you said, Kath.
6: Right.
4: You're right. You're, so, Kath? You, g- g- Kath? Kath?
6: I sometimes think I'm invisible.
8: Who said that? <laughs>
11: There's been an accident on the M1 southbound. It's just after Junction 5 for Watford. It was closed for a short time, but it is open again now with tailbacks now from Junction 6 for Bricketwood. Looking at the M25, it's very busy, anti clockwise from Junction 21 for the M1 to Junction 16 for the M40. In North Watford, on the A41 Northwestern Avenue, that's looking very slow around the Dome Roundabout and St Albans Road. And on the A1 southbound, it's very slow between the St Neots Junction and the Black Hat Roundabout through those roadworks that are in place there. Looking at the departure boards, there's no major delays showing up but if you're using the metropolitan line to get into London uh, that's suspended northbound but it's still severe delays southbound so that could cause you some delays this morning. Samantha breath BBC Three Counties Radio
4: Thank you, Samantha. 716. It's Tuesday the 6th of January. I'm in, Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The results of an internal Lib Dem investigation into how a serial rapist was granted a taxi licence in Milton Keynes will remain confidential. Figures on NHS waiting times are expected to show the performance of accident and emergency units has dipped to its lowest level for a decade. And people living in a village near Luton say they're concerned about the reopening of a traveller site. Three. Counties Radio. Did you know you can get in touch with BBC Three Counties Radio wherever you are via Twitter at BBC 3CR. Join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash BBC
13: 3CR. Call us on 08459 455 555
4: or text us on 81333 and start your message with 3CR.
7: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks.
8: This is Ian Lee.
7: BBC Three Counties Radio. Texas
4: Bulletin. We've got an email as well. You know,
6: the likes, dislikes phone in that oh, yeah. we threw in just oh, yeah. for the uh, news. We've oh, got one here. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen Kane. I can tell you, uh, likes, red berries and wrestling, dislikes, axe wounds and buying toilet rolls.
4: Okay, I'll go with that. That's... Although I find buying toilet rolls very satisfying because I look for quality. But I also go for the uh, price per sheet. <laughs> per sheet, I said. Mm. And um, it really is a lot of fun knowing you've got a bargain. Do you go quilted? If it's or on. you like
6: puppies on a roll?
4: If it's... I, I, I like whatever's on offer. Oh, really? But not compromising too much on, on uh, bum white you know, ability.
6: You know the quilted stuff will block your toilet, apparently. As long
4: as it's just my toilet that's blocked, I don't mind.
6: OK. Uh, also, we need to break some sad, sad news to someone on uh, the text. Hey, go on. Anna in Bedfordshire. Anna. You're sitting down. I yes. hope you're sitting down, cos so I'm about to rock your world. Go on. Morning All, Ben by Michael Jackson. That's a lovely dog song. Uh.
4: Oh, Anna. Oh dear. You tell her, go on. We're talking about love songs about dogs.
6: Okay, Ben is a beautiful song and it is about, you know, cross species love.
4: It's about a rat. It's about a rat. Anna's not a dog.
5: But it was his only friend. Yeah, I don't care, he's not a dog.
4: Until Bubbles came along and then that rat got totally blown out, didn't it, eh? Didn't it? Steady. What? Oh eight four five nine 555. Double, five, double, five. Now, residents of a village on the outskirts of Luton say they are concerned about the reopening of a traveller site. The Timberland site in Pepperstock has been refurbished at the cost of almost £1 million of government money. Residents on the nearby mobile home park have no confidence that the same problems they had before won't return. Well, local central beds councillor uh, Richard Stay joins me now. Morning, Richard. Good morning. Uh, you've described this uh, site as a war zone in the past. What, what, give, me, give us a little bit of the history of it.
23: This has been a traveller site for at least three decades, um, long before um, I've been um, uh, involved in the area, and certainly long before I represented it. But going back um, a a few years, uh, this site was um, owned and managed by Bedfordshire County Council um, prior to the uh, creation of Central Beds. The the site. i go back 15 years, was was part of the local scenery, um, it had a number of local characters there, um, it was just part of the community. But over a number of years, it became uh, something a bit like the OK Corral, there were shotgun battles taking place between rival gangs, it became uh, run down, there was raw sewage flowing across the site, um, you, you know, from any community you wouldn't um, ask them to live in such conditions. So... Um, The the, the last government um, had a a fund which they uh, decided they would allocate specifically for the refurbishment of traveller sites, and Bedfordshire County Council bid for um, a sum of money. It received a grant allocation of um, something like a million pounds, uh, which was ring-fenced solely for that site. So had we decided to, for example, close Timberlands, uh, that money would have been sent back to government. Um, there was There was no other um, option of using that money
4: million pounds like, sounds like like a lot of money, but it also sounds like there were lots of problems there. was it enough money do you think to
23: to rectify everything Yes, I think it was. It was um, um, a significant amount of money um, and i I, I guess I guess what you have to look at is, that would you expect any other part of our community to live in such conditions? Um, I suspect had anybody else been living in those conditions, we would probably be up before before the uh, Court of Human Rights. But that's not to say um, we are, I think, locally concerned about how this site operates in the future. Uh, And I am absolutely... Um, ...of the view that Central Bedfordshire will manage this site in a way which ensures that it, it, it integrates into the community. Uh, it only has six pitches on it now, so there, there are going to be a maximum of six families um, occupying... Uh, can you, can you
4: guarantee... Um, uh, I, mean, I, I don't know if you can, but the, the, the behaviour will be better. You're talking about shotgun battles. Will, will, um, the, the, will the policing be better? Will it, because resident, local residents are concerned, aren't they, that there'll be more argy
23: Uh, Yes, and uh, I I fully understand those concerns. What I can say is, is, and I certainly can't guarantee there will not be problems in the future, but what I fully intend to do is go uh, walk about on the site on a regular basis. I would encourage and take with me local residents, because I think the best way of ensuring that this site integrates into uh, the community at Pepperstock and in the parish of Slip End is that uh, we get to know um, the the, the inhabitants of the site and we um, understand their issues. And if we can establish those links, uh, which weren't uh, there before, I think we stand a very good chance, along with tight management of the sites by the local authority, we stand a good chance of this becoming a well-run and a site that we can be proud of.
4: What happened before Christmas, Richard? I, did, did some travellers break in to the site and set up camp before it opened properly?
23: Yes, the, the, on the day which the uh, contractors handed the site back to central Bedfordshire, um, in that narrow window of a few hours uh before central verger could put concrete blocks across the entrance to prevent such an incursion um some friendly um travellers cut the uh cut the gate open and moved in uh which did require central verger to go to court to have them removed Blimey. fortunately they did they did move on without um too much um too much trouble but you
4: you're you're confident richard that you you can um uh, put local residents minds at ease uh that this will be successful and and it won't face the problems that it's faced in the past
23: well, look, let me put it this way. I spent 15 years trying to get this site closed, and in a sense, I guess I've probably failed to do that. But given that we can't close the site, um, we have probably made uh, the best, next best decision, which is to refurbish the site. So it's a site we can be proud of. We have invested a lot of time and effort into making this site a nice site. And I can absolutely guarantee that I will do everything in my power to ensure that it's tightly managed and it's well run and that where, where do issues do arise, and of course they will arise from time to time, that they will be dealt with swiftly um, and effectively.
4: Richard, excellent stuff. Uh, l- let's hope we don't have to speak again in the future about it all going wrong. Fingers crossed. Richard Stay, thank you very much. Local Central Beds Councillor.
7: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
4: This is Ian Lee.
7: BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: I was. I broke one of my golden rules, and I bought petrol at a service station on the motorway the other Desperation. day. Desperation. Desperation, and I was hungry, and I went and got coffee, and I went and got a sandwich. Good story. No, this this is this, there is a point to this. There oh. is a point to this, uh, and the coffee and the sandwich cost um, five pounds, okay. right? Mm-hmm. And the woman said, if you buy a bar of chocolate or a packet of crisps with that, it will cost you four pounds. What? I went, I don't want those. She goes, all right, that's five pounds. I said, well, I, I tell you what, why don't, I s- why don't you charge me for a bar of chocolate, but I won't take it? Oh, we can't do that. What? She says. no, we can't do that. I said, so I've got. A bar. I said I'm trying to eat a little bit healthier. You, you, I've got to buy a bar of chocolate that I don't. Why can't you just charge me for the chocolate and take a pound off, and then you've got a bar of chocolate? She went, oh no, we can't do that. So I had to buy a bar of chocolate to make the meal cheaper.
6: Then did you put it back on the shelf like in a reverse shoplifter?
4: Well, no, because I paid for it, huh? Did you eat it?
6: Yeah. Oh, she owned you.
4: Uh, Esso or Shell or, or Texaco or um, the other ones—they're trying to poison me. It's weird, isn't it? What is that? How can they not? I didn't want it, but I wanted the pound off, but I had to buy it. And then I got a bar of chocolate. I did. That's insane, isn't it, Graham?
24: It is, mate.
4: Yeah, are, you, are you near a phone, or are you just shouting very loudly? I'm on the cab phone, mate. You're in a what? I'm on the cab phone. The cab phone? Yeah, in my lorry. Okay. Like, what, is it connected to the lorry? Yeah. Like the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you got for us, Grey? It's uh, dog songs, mate. Yeah. Uh, Martha, my dear, by the Beatles. Oh, ladies Double and gentlemen, Roy. my favourite Beatles song of all time. That's a great <laughs> tune. It's great, isn't it? Lovely. It's good, that. It's good, that. Yeah, it's, it only comes to me because you uh, was talking about McCartney and his uh, re- rather rich wife. Imagine having more money than Paul McCartney. Uh, that's insane, isn't it? Isn't that one... And, and the thing is, as well, she's hot. She's hot, <laughs> Graham. Well, I'll go and have a Google. Mrs. McCartney the third. She's hot. Yeah, she's got long, lustrous, dark hair. Ooh, I like she? McCartney, well. except I think hers is real. Mm-hmm.
6: Have you asked him for an interview yet? (laughs) Ah,
4: No, we'll get him on the show. Mm. We're going to get McCartney on the show in 2015, I've decided. And Yoko Ono. It's like a (laughs) mini Beatles reunion. I've sent
5: her a tweet. She's not responded yet.
4: No, I think it needs more than uh, a little bit of, uh, uh, of tweetage.
5: Retweet? Really had McCartney on his show.
4: Yeah, not Paul.
5: No, his brother.
4: The thing that's... Everything that's wrong with this country... Yeah. ...could be summed up in two words. Jeremy Kyle. Mm. Jeremy Kyle. And I used to think Kyle was a genius. I think he is a genius. I think he's an evil, twisted genius uh, that exploits the poor and the vulnerable.
6: Wasn't his idea, though, was it? It was
4: Vanessa's. Oh, Vanessa's was less less exploitative. He he and then Trisha, and then him. Vanessa, of course, got done because she had fake guests on. That's why that ended. Trisha, Trisha was always a bit heartfelt. Trisha, that you kind of felt that they were they were trying to achieve something. The Kyle show is just it's just a freak show. Well,
6: he brings Graham out for the aftercare.
4: Uh, Let's bring out our genius Graham, who doesn't do nothing. He's going to scrape you off the floor. He's had Botox. Exclusive chat with TV host ahead of Gritty New Show. Oh, yes, gritty? I've had...
6: What So the recent one has been...
4: It's called The Kyle Files. Wow. <laughs> it's on ITV. It's 7.30pm in the evening. So he's going for the serious. Um, I've had Botox. That may be vain or silly, but I'd never lie about it. What they don't mention on his show very often is the, the affair he had with a 16-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. They don't mention that very often, he do they? He
6: sometimes says, I've made mistakes. I've been an idiot in my past. Yeah,
4: you went out with a 16-year-old girl, mate. When you were a grown-up adult. You know, and uh, you just kind of think, this is the guy that's given advice. Telehost Jeremy Kyle is used to doling out harsh truths. Dole. Such as? But
6: put
5: something on it.
4: Put something on it, and I don't like Facebook. But while filming his new show, he learnt one firsthand: pepper spray in the eyes is not pleasant. Oh, I could have told him that yeah. mate. Mm. He explains, I was filming in Magaluf, and the producers decided they need a shot of me walking up the main street. We turned the corner and it was a bit like being the Pied Piper. There must have been thousands of people chanting Jezza or That
5: is a rubbish chant.
4: They were... Uh, they were <laughs> Doing a st- oh, All of a sudden, thing. I couldn't breathe. My eyes were streaming and my lungs were burning. I'd been pepper sprayed by a bouncer. Ooh. My security guard grabbed me and marched me through the shouting crowds to the van. It was the longest one hundred yard walk of my life. He still measures things in yards. This is how out of touch this guy is. I didn't even have time to feel frightened. Yes, you did. You you were frightened. You, you, you were lucky that you got the pepper spray because it hid the tears of fear.
6: I'm not crying. Didn't need to feel frightened. You had security with him.
4: The attack happened last July while Jeremy was filming the Kyle Files. Let's see a six-part series where they came up with the name before they came up with the concept.
5: That is normally what happens.
4: In it, he tackles the issues that plague the lives of thousands of Brits. Flippin' heck. From Let's Tick Them Off, One by One, Shall We? Knife Crime, Tick, Legal Highs, Tick and Underage Drinking... He attempts to get to the heart of the problems attending police raids, meeting vi- victims using undercover filming. Oh, for.
6: Hang on a minute. He filmed them last summer. Have we all noticed how those issues have all been sorted since then?
4: <laughs> oh, Jeremy Kyle. I used to love Kyle, but he's everything that's wrong with this country, isn't he?
8: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M1 towards London after an accident just after Junction 5 for Watford. That's all reopened but it's still causing some long delays through there. On the M25 anti-clockwise it's very busy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40 and it's also starting to look very slow on the A1M southbound just around Junction 7 for Stevenage. In Hill on the A6 Bedford Road that's very busy between Back Street and the A507 and on the A1 southbound it's very slow through the roadworks between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout. Having a look the departure boards and no major delays are showing up but if you're using the london underground to get into london this morning the metropolitan line has severe delays because of a signal failure at neesden smelt the breath bbc three counties radio
8: across beds hearts and bugs
11: this is bbc three counties radio
0: It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The results of an internal Liberal Democrat investigation into how a serial rapist was granted a taxi licence in Milton Keynes will remain confidential. Lib Dem Mayor Suban Shafiq resigned, but the party say their investigations into the affair will not be made public. Figures on NHS waiting times are expected to show the performance of accident and emergency units has dipped to its lowest level for a decade, and people living in a village near Luton say they're concerned about the reopening of a traveller Site, the Timberland site in Pepperstock has been refurbished at a cost of almost £1 million. Three counties sports.
7: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Two goals from Stephen Gerrard gave Liverpool a 2 1 win at AFC Wimbledon in last night's FA Cup third round tie.
16: I grew up loving the competition and, you know, to play in it, and it's going to be my last time, so I want to make the most of it and, and try and go all the way they gave you a game didn't they yeah we expected it I mean it's the beauty of the FA Cup doesn't matter where you are in what league or how you're doing form seems to go out the window and becomes a leveller and fair play to them I think their manager can be really proud of them they were honest throughout the team and, and give us a real test
0: also last night Burnley and Tottenham drew one all tonight Everton host West Ham Liverpool's reward is a fourth round tie at home to Bolton elsewhere in the fourth round draw holders Arsenal go to Brighton Chelsea host Millwall or Bradford and Cambridge's reward for beating Luton on Saturday is a money-spinning tie at home to Manchester United. Luton are set to sign Bournemouth striker Jaden Stockley on loan, according to reports on the South Coast. The 21-year-old could make his debut in Thursday's League Two match at home to Shrewsbury. Meanwhile, Wickham striker and captain Paul Hayes says Luton and Shrewsbury are their main rivals for promotion this season. Wanderers return to the top of the table on Saturday with victory against Hartlepool. Hayes told Monday Night Sport it's about who has the best squad.
17: From day one, you, you look at Luton, Shrewsbury... Uh, Northampton and Bury, the four biggest spenders in the league, Mm. who've got the biggest budget Do you know what I mean? So going into the back end of the season, if them four teams are going to be in around it they're going to spend big, they're going to obviously attract better players.
0: And Oldham Athletics says it's still considering whether or not to offer the convicted rapist Ched Evans a contract Tens of thousands of people have signed a petition calling for the club not to sign the striker. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at (laughs) 8.
7: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
8: This is Ian Lee.
7: BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: Oh eight four five nine four
4: double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. There's kind of lots of little bits and pick. Pe- the papers are sort of warming up. We had, we had news yesterday. There's not really a lot in the papers today. I mean, there's, there's someone... Uh, um, banging on about Russell Brand again and the no voting thing, which I still think is a kind of valid, a valid protest. It's Don't, your
6: freedom, isn't it?
4: I think. It, I, I it, well, well, let's let's have a quick look at it because I think it's uh, it's it's pertinent in this year of election. Hang on, is it? It's um. <sighs> it's in the mail. Who is it? It's um, Robinson. Nick Robinson. Right. I like Nick Robinson. The BBC political editor Nick Robinson has attacked Russell Brand for urging the public not to vote in the general election. He said he had a beef with the comedian and was an unapologetic believer in elections after his... and This is where I, I don't quite get... Uh, after his German-Jewish grandparents had to flee both the Nazis and then the communists in China. Well, why does that mean that I should vote... Why does. I don't. I don't. Well, quite... he
6: believes in democracy because in his recent yeah. past it's been deprived. But
4: democracy also means you don't have to vote if yeah. you don't want to. And I do think, and I'm not in any way encouraging this, we have to tread so carefully this year, but I do think that not voting is a valid form of protest if that's what you want to do. But you
6: know that then the universal law is you're not allowed to moan about
4: it. Well, apparently, but I think you are allowed to moan about it. Brand was also dismissed by Ed Balls yesterday as a pound-shot Ben Elton. That's a good one, Ed. I wonder who wrote that for you. After the self-styled revolutionary called the Shadow Chancellor... Well... ...clicky-wristed.
6: He called him a um, thingy as well.
4: A snidey... Oh, blimey. Um, he insisted... Blah, 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 blah. He went on... Are you listening, Russell Brand? Admirers of the man with the most manicured in jest. This is Nick Robinson. You see, I've got a beef with Brand. More than anyone I can remember in recent times, he's energised, excited and enthused people about some of the great issues of time, our time. And yet Brad continues to tell people that all politics and all politicians are corrupt or venal or a waste of time. Venal? Venal? don't, venal. Know, what that, don't know
6: what that means. That's
4: uh, a good word, isn't it? I don't know what that means. These days he pretends he's only ever argued that there's no one worth voting for. But not very long ago he wrote in the New Statesman, I will never vote and I don't think you should either.
6: Showing or motivated by susceptibility to
4: bribery. Corrupt. Oh, OK. Right. Well, but the thing is, uh, uh, a lot of politicians are a waste of time, some are corrupt, some are venal. I, 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 I do think that um, Nick Robinson comes from a different generation to Russell Brand. And I do think, I mean, Brand's what is he? He's probably 38 now, 39. But, th- but people of that age and younger do feel completely disenfranchised and disillusioned with the political system. And the politicians don't seem to be making any moves to uh, embrace them. I think back to the the, the, Sc- the referendum, the Scottish referendum, where there was a massive movement of, of 16, 17, 18 year olds encouraged and stimulated and excited to vote. And they, they want to be involved, but they just don't feel they're being spoken to. We should let 16 year olds vote, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we? It's kind of my thought on the. I don't know. I don't know, Justin. I know you disagree. Mm. You think
12: everyone should vote. I'm in a venal mood this morning. Though. Hey, yeah, I'm, Are you I open am. to bribes? Yeah, I am. Absolutely. Yeah, why not? Uh, I c- I've got to be careful when I say, but yeah, I think if you've
4: got. <laughs> oh, dearly. When it. has that stopped you in the last two years? <laughs> uh,
12: I think if you've got the chance to vote, go and vote. Because, as Kath says, people who don't vote then go and
4: moan about it. So you've got the option, go and do it. But uh, I think well, you're still uh, allowed to moan about I, things, I, even if you don't vote. And I'm no, quoting from
6: the popular consciousness you know, that that's what's said. You're not allowed to moan if you don't vote, but actually, yeah. I, I think democracy means that you are allowed to moan whenever you like.
12: Some people, though, they they always moan about this country, the state of this country. Yeah. Did yeah. you vote? No, I didn't. Well, why didn't you then? Because why didn't because you try I w- and make
4: a difference. I, I, let's. I tell you what. Let, I, I'm answering why I and I, I I have not voted in the past, and I have voted in the past. I have done both, and I've voted for different parties. I have literally no idea who I'm going to vote for in this general election. Uh, if you if you don't vote, 08459 four double five five double five. I would imagine I may up, Justin. Mm. That if you're faced with uh, Labour and uh, Conservative and the Lib Dems and UKIP, and you are 23, well, really, what do those parties say to a 23 year old, to an 18 year old? And and what is the difference? When I was growing up, there was a real difference between Labour and the Tories, a real difference. I don't know if there is such a big gap between them anymore.
6: And I know family members who've fallen out with other family members for voting against what the traditional makeup of the family had been, you know, I think it, for a long time, a lot of families in, in Manchester, for example, were staunch Labour yeah. and then if, you, if they found out you were voting Tory, it was like you were some sort of turncoat These <laughs> days, there isn't that kind of religious element you know, that it gets passed down from Well, to isn't
4: the th- I always thought that was the natural way of history, that you kind of voted the opposite of what your parents voted oh, as, as a young, idealistic person so if your vo- parents voted Tory then you would vote Labour as kind of a two fingers up to them and show them you were a free thinking
6: I wonder whether that's an 80s thing though
4: might be well th- when there was there was a bigger gap between them. There are they, I mean there are still gaps between the parties, but th- nowhere near as big as it was. You're right in the in the 80s, even the 90s. The 80s, what a decade! <laughs> oh wait, oh, double five five double five. five. Uh, we, we can throw this out there. If you don't vote, uh, can you tell us why, please? And do you think maybe you think it's 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 uh, uh, that you if you don't vote, you've got no right to complain? That's not what we've got you on to talk about, just well, maybe you, conversation. Yeah, maybe this you want to take that right? to the street for the last hour. Yeah, Stephen Fry. Fifty-seven years old. He's gonna get married to his fella, who's twenty-seven years old. Terry, oh, thirty. Dear. 30 30-year age gap, which I think is made uh, uh, worse by the fact the young lad is only 27. Yeah. And he looks 27
12: as well. He doesn't look older than 27. He looks a young 27. Yep. They look ridiculous together. I'm sorry, but they do.
4: Uh, and I, I, I agree. I think the age gap is too big and I think 27 is too young mm. to, to, to get involved in some, with someone like that. I
6: don't. I think that actually you don't fall in love with someone for their looks or for their age. There's something more to it. And if you find the right person, you find the right person. Well, place. you've
4: cited yeah. Money is an example earlier no, on. but what
6: I'm saying is, Mike, right, this guy's 27. He looks at Stephen Fry. He is a witty, clever, intelligent, entertaining, and rich
4: man. What's Ooh, not rich, to yeah. like? Stephen yeah. Fry was born in 1957. Yeah. Elliot Spencer was born in 1987. Flipping it. Ec- wow. Now that says
12: it all, doesn't it? Unbelievable. Doesn't in the it-
4: real world, in the
12: real world, I don't think you will find anybody who's in a relationship with an age gap of 30 years or around 30 years because those things in the real world
4: 28, 29, they, like they that, just yeah. don't happen. That's why. You've taken it to the streets, just. I
12: have, yeah. been talking about uh, Stephen Fry, um, age gap relationships. Um, the first guy coming up here it is absolutely superb. A bit like the man we had yesterday who says something and then goes on to say the complete opposite. Um, here's what people have had to say this morning. Morning, boss. What's your name? Connor. Connor, how old are you? 21. 21 years old. Okay. How do you think you might feel if you were going out with somebody who was 51 years old? Um, I wouldn't. Tell me why. Because I wouldn't. That's just stupid why is it stupid it just is why because I um, would you how would you meet someone like that anyway in the first place just by hanging around that's weird then no Stephen Fry who's 57 is to marry his boyfriend who's 27 put it out there what do you think about that I don't know it's up to him what do you think personally Personally, it's them. That's nothing to do with me. Why should I think about it? It's completely up to them. It's what they want to do, how they feel. So like It's nothing to me. It's not bothering me. It's not doing anything to me. Do so. you no, think it's wrong? Personally, no. But you personally, you wouldn't go out of anybody who was 30 years older than no. you? No, I wouldn't, but it's up to them, is Cool. Thanks. See you later, mate. Cheers.
20: 30 years, my uh, well, stepfather and my mother,
12: I think they had about a 20-year gap. That worked. They're both dead now, but they... They, they were together for years. And that was 20. 20 years, yeah. Okay, so 30, it's got potential. Got potential, I think, yeah. If you love each other, I can't see what's wrong with it. That's well, quite an age gap if they're happy, and that's all that matters, isn't it, really, so. Really? 30 yeah. years, though? Yeah, well, 30 years, 30
18: years,
4: isn't it? It happens in female male relationships, so I suppose it can,
12: you know, no difference, isn't it, so. But do you know anybody who's in a relationship where there is an age gap? of 30 years
8: or around 30 years no I don't know. not personally no 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 read about it if I don't know anyone about (laughs)
12: it you read about it that's about it thanks for your time take care it's right. wouldn't
8: be my theme but it's up to the person
19: good on him it's his life he lives it how he wants to
8: that first gentleman was very
12: reluctant to um, engage he was you know he he came on he he was quite open and honest by saying you know it's absolutely stupid uh, if you have a 30 year relationship but then uh, we got talking about Stephen Fry and he completely backtracked by saying oh no it's nothing to do with me. Well, hang on, you just said it was stupid.
6: I think that lad, Connor, was thinking about, you know, what was he, 21? Yeah. He was thinking about a 50-odd-year-old woman, wasn't he? He didn't (laughs) fancy that.
12: He wasn't in for that at all. Well, listen, can
4: I just say, as a 21-year-old gentleman, if a 51-year-old woman had uh, come knocking on my door, then uh, (laughs) I would have said, look, come back later, my mum's in. And then we would have... She
6: knows, she came to see your mum.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It was my mum. (laughs) Uh, But you're right, Catherine, is it different... Blokes look better when they get older.
6: And also the male ego quite likes to have a younger piece of stuff on their arm. But
4: some old women love it.
6: Yeah, the older woman does, but what about the younger man? Does he want to be walking down the street and people say, excuse me, sir, can I speak to you and your mother?
4: <laughs> you do sometimes get those programmes on Channel 5, don't you? Um, 80-year-old toy- 80-year-olds and their toy boys. And
5: the men are always <gasps> a bit odd,
4: aren't yeah. they? The yeah. men are always a bit odd. That's, I mean, that's an odd one. It's never going to last old? in a million years.
5: How old is Elliot, Spencer's dad?
4: Um, uh, 57, same age as uh, Stephen Fry. Mm. His dad, Robert. Elliot's dad, Robert, 57, last night refused to comment on his son's forthcoming wedding. That would be weird. Mm. Ronnie Wood is always, when he meets his um, uh, girlfriend's uh, um, dads, he's always older than the dad. And as a dad, as a dad of boys, I would feel uncomfortable if a woman who was older than me wanted to go out with my boys. The
6: hierarchy thing, you need to be able to, you know, be the patriarch of the family, don't yeah. you? well...
4: Uh, 08459 455555. Justin, will you take this no voting thing to, to the streets, please? So, so the question is, if you don't vote, have you got no right to complain? Is that what we're going well, on? Well, can we, we put that in English? Uh, well, well, I think that, that is in English. If we've got, if you don't vote, have you got no right to complain?
6: No, if you don't vote, why not? Mm. And does that mean you're not allowed to moan anymore?
4: Okay, Justin, the streets. I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh, isn't that a terrifying prospect? Oh eight four five nine 555 double, five, double five is the uh, telephone We've number. We've had a text as well. Oh yeah, go on, let's have text. is text. on
6: 81333 and just put 3CR at the beginning of your message. Here we go again says Pat. All national parties again foc- focusing on the economy, which to be frank only affects the rich, but control and immigration and coming out of Europe is many people's main beef. These subjects have been totally ignored by those electioneering failures. I know Nigel Farage may be a chancer, but rather than wasting my vote by not voting, his party will get mine. My protest vote. I've had an of the others.
4: Yeah, well, here we go. Uh, if we, while we're doing this, Tony has emailed in. Would you trust or vote for the Liberals? The answer is one, Jeremy Thorpe, two, Cyril Smith, three, Suban Shafiq. Oh, Need I God. say more? Yeah, I know. Uh, and then Peter says, let's let's cover all the parties. <laughs> um, uh, uh, oh, this is Larry. After the Ginger one and the ancient Anorak departed, Labour MPs were much less connected to the working class. Tony Benn, a top Labourite, could afford to be a social- socialist as he was Lord Stansgate. From an upper-class and moneyed family with a massive pile on the Essex coast.
6: You can pick a juice. There are plenty of flawed yeah. characters in all the parties.
4: And very quickly, Jill, who normally speaks sense, she now speak her dissents today. Oh, dear. Dog walkers. Don't like them. Get a proper job. right? Get off your backsides and get a proper job.
6: Well, they do get off the backsides. They walk.
4: How can you say dog walking is not a real job? At about £8 a walk and 3 to £4 per extra dog, or £25 for doggy daycare, these businesses keep people off benefits. Yeah, cash in hand... I bet most of those dog walkers are cash in hand. It's a job maturer people who lose a job through no fault of their own to find they're too old can do. Some might say uh, being a DJ isn't a real job. I don't know, I'm not a DJ. Why don't you go and ask Tony Blackburn?
5: You might have to have really big pockets if you're a dog walker.
4: As you just talk, walkers walkers go out come rain, shine or snow and should be praised for the service they provide. Here's the thing, to responsible dog owners who work. Well, what's responsible about having a dog you are incapable of looking after? 08459 four double five five double five.
8: Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
7: BBC Three Counties Radio.
11: On the M1 towards London, there's been an accident between Junction 5 for Watford and 4 for Edgeware Way, and that's causing queues from the M25. It's very slow through there. On the M1 southbound, it's looking very slow as well between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and uh, Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. And also having a look at the cameras on the A1M southbound, that's looking very busy now around Junction 7 for Stevenage. On the A1 southbound, it's very slow through the roadworks between the St. Lear's Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout. And in High Wycombe on Amersham Hill, that's starting to look very busy. As well, on the trains there are major delays showing up on the departure boards. But on the Metropolitan line into London, there are severe delays because of a signal failure at Neasden. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Thank you, Samantha controversial as ever, isn't she? Dangerous. 7.47. It's Tuesday the 6th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The results of an internal Lib Dem investigation into how a serial rapist was granted a taxi licence in Milton Keynes will remain confidential. Figures on NHS waiting times are expected to show the performance of accident in emergency units has dipped to its lowest level for a decade. And people living in a village near Luton say they're concerned about the reopening of a traveller site. Coming up some of your phone calls and texts. Before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds,
8: hearts, and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio.
19: A rather cloudy but mild start to the day across all three counties. Temperatures ranging between 7 and 9 Celsius at the moment. One or two spots of rain in the air, a bit of drizzle out there this morning. But the main band of more defined rain arrives come lunchtime with it some wind as well. So wet and windy through this afternoon. Temperatures likely to remain fairly similar to what it is now at around 9 Celsius by the end of the day. Now this rain and the cloud will move eastwards through this evening and overnight. Behind it the sky is clear and the air is cold. So the temperature is going to drop down to around minus two in the countryside. A widespread frost expected, possible icy stretches as well on untreated roads and surfaces following today's rain. So that's something to watch out for tomorrow morning. Like I said, minimum temperature down to minus two. So a chilly start to Wednesday, but quite quickly the cloud will be introduced through tomorrow morning and then turning rather wet and windy through tomorrow afternoon. The maximum temperature, eight Celsius, 46 degrees in Fahrenheit for Wednesday.
4: And that's your forecast. If there's anybody listening in Houghton Regis, I've sent a message on Facebook.
6: Or Oaton Regis, as the locals say. Uh,
4: uh, Sandra says, Ian, the O2 network has been down in Houghton Regis since December the 25th, Christmas Day. And they say they don't know when it's going to be fixed. At the moment, I'm housebound with a snapped Achilles tendon. Yeah! Oh, Oh,
6: mate! I wonder what noise you made when that went... And... And then,
4: yeah. I'm using something called To Go, but it's not that great. I wonder if you could find out when it'll be fixed, please. Well, I don't know. If anybody else is in Houghton Regis, do, when you say O2 Network, do you mean like mobile phones, or do you mean the Tinternet, or do you mean do you mean Tinternet, or mobile phones, or landlines? What did that come in on? Well, she says she's using a thing called To Go. Oh. Oh, no, 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 455555.
6: We've had some texts from people who have got a signal. Yeah, go on. Um, this is uh, from Holes. There should be a none of the above box when it comes to voting. And good luck to Stephen Fry. Which brings me on to the majority of the texts we've had this morning. Yeah. Which is talking about uh, age gaps. Yes. Disco Dave. 15 years between myself and my wife, Mel. I'm 50. She's 35. We've been married for 10 years and together 14. I dated her when she was 21. Oh, yeah. That's Disco Dave. Uh, I am a fifty-four-year-old male, and for the last three years—hang like on, this is—you're going to like this oh, one. Oh dear! I'm a fifty-four-year-old male, and for the last three years, I've been having an affair with a twenty-seven-year-old female.
4: I mean, we we can all live in hope, can't we? Chris, no, you... I think that's wrong. I think that's inappropriate. I think that's an outrageous age gap. That's. Uh, I would. Why aren't you married? I'm forty-one. Okay. And the lowest I could go without feeling like a pervert, 33. If I went below 33, I would start to feel, I would feel dirty.
6: But I, when you're talking about age gap relationships, I always think of being the younger person in the relationship. I could do that, but I couldn't date younger.
4: 57? There's a great song. No, because my dad's 60. There's a great song by this band. I'm 18, she's 30, does that make me dirty? (laughs) It's a great song. I know that it? song. What is it? I don't know. Um, so you could go fifty-seven. No, five years older than d- you. Shut up, okay.
6: Chris in Bedford. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't go out with anyone who's more than ten years younger than me. The thought of dating someone who has more in common with my sons than me—it's wrong on all sorts of levels. Oh, yeah. What happens when you want to listen to radio two rather than three counties? You can think young, but don't do it, Chris in Bedford.
4: Oh, 08459 four double five five double five. Shelley, say there. I'll come to oh, you. His, go on.
6: This oh. may disgust Ian even more, says oh, yeah. an anonymous texter. Yes. I'm 37 years older than my partner of two years. Oh. Currently... He's 27, and I am 64. that is Get ba- in. Photo,
4: please, or it didn't happen. Photo, please.
6: And can we ask, are you uh, two men, or are you the older woman in this relationship? Yeah,
4: let us, uh, give us a call. Come on, don't be shy. Give Give them a call, if they want to come on. 08459 455 555. Shelley, stay there, I shall come to you in a second. But uh, before Christmas, we were talking about Thameslink trains with commuter James Montgomery from Hemel. Uh, he wasn't happy with the service, and said it was getting worse and worse since Govia took over, and well, we kind of had loads of calls and tweets and texts from people saying, Yeah, it's flipping awful. Well, there were problems at King's Cross and Finsbury Park over Christmas, which wouldn't have given them much hope. Still, Roger Perkins from Thameslink promised he'd update us today, and uh, as always, he's good as his word. Morning, Roger. Oh,
25: good morning.
4: Yeah, uh, promise. No, no, you did, and you always come on, and we respect you for that. Now, let's, let's, let's deal with the problems over, over Christmas. Uh, w- w- what was going on there?
25: Oh, well, that was uh, that was of services, our great northern services coming out of King's Cross and Moorgate. Yeah, I was on call that day, actually. Oh, I bet and, you had a fun uh, time, didn't you? Couldn't believe it, yeah. Um, unfortunately, network rails uh, engineering work overran. Um, and um, we knew about this on the Boxing Day for lunchtime-ish, put into place our plans, um, and that was to turn everything at Finsbury Park. But we also turned a lot of our trains at Letchworth and Welling Garden City to reduce the number of trains coming in to uh, Finsbury Park, because it's a small London station. Well,
4: I know Finsbury Park very well, and it is a small station. Was was that
25: the right decision in the end, do you think? Oh, well, it was was certainly the right decision. What happened was that with East Coast, um, there were a huge number of people who were travelling that day after Christmas. And, um, you know, you get trains with, say, 800 people, a lot of them elderly or with uh, young children and luggage. And it was taking 15 minutes to clear a platform and get the train out again. So we had lots of trains backed up outside Frinsbury Park. So our station team, who were there with loud hailers, making as many announcements as they could, but at the same time managing the crowds, uh, we got British Transport Police in to help and also we actually ended up closing the, the station to people who were waiting outside so to, to manage the crowds on the platforms and then, I mean, I have to say our, our station team out there, they, they did a really good job and it was so difficult.
4: I we don't envy them in the slightest. The angry
25: passengers and they were furious because they were trying to get home. It's just after Christmas. I mean, you've, you've got a feel for anyone who was trying to travel on that day. It was, it was awful.
4: Now listen, the reason we got you back is uh, because we were talking about uh, Thameslink with, with uh, various callers uh, just before Christmas and uh, how since uh, Govia had taken over it was getting, it was getting worse. Uh, you, you said you'd come back and give us an update. What, what, what is, how are things looking now and how will they improve over the coming months?
25: They are much better. When I spoke to you before Christmas we'd had a number of um, quite a lot of days of uh, cancellations of our services caused by essentially a lack of drivers. And the reason we, we, we don't have, we're short of a number of drivers when we're busy recruiting. I mean, we started the franchise in September, so it, it takes a year to train drivers. And we've got, say, 62 in training now. We've got an 89 more that we're recruiting. We're, we're recruiting more trainers to train the new drivers. But what was happening for Christmas is we had a lot of drivers out who had to learn new routes for the London Bridge work. There's a lot of work going on at London Bridge. Your listeners have probably heard about, um, and also um, learning to drive the new trains because we've got new dra- trains. Uh, trains, we've got new dra- trains. Said it again. We've got new trains on the route now, which people really love when they see, you know, their modern air-conditioned trains. Yeah. Um, and but you've got to train your drivers in how to do that. So essentially, we, we've our drivers have they've, they've been really great. They've they've um, been working um, sort of overtime um, and rest days, um, the times that otherwise they they could choose to have off. It's all safe and within the regulations. Um, but when you come up to Christmas, you know um, they may not necessarily want to work at that time, and it's, it's understandable. And we, we were just faced with cancellations. So we were, we put that message up on our website, which some, you know, we did get some praise from people, the fact that we did go out there and we were quite honest and open and said what it was happening. But it was difficult for our passengers and, you know, Genuinely, we are very sorry that they had to go through that.
4: But things, people will start to notice improvements, will well, they, Roger?
25: Yeah, it was um, really that situation. We didn't have many cancellations between Christmas and the New Year. That was chiefly because there was engineering work going on, so we were running fewer services anyway. And now that we're all back in January um, and the training um, is coming to an end now, um, we, we don't have that pressure and we don't have cancellations as a result of uh, driver shortages now.
4: Roger, listen, thank you very much indeed. Um, that's uh, Roger Perkins. Uh, Catherine? What time is a good time for you? Can we get her now? Uh, run, the thing, is, we think think the thing is, we've only got to have a minute with her, so it's not going to be long but It's
6: going to be a brilliant
4: minute. It's not going to be long enough. We've got to do her after eight. We can't All do right. it now. We can't do it after. We have to do it after, I'm afraid. Sorry. Huh? We were doing that. Well, I know that's what I'm saying, but you're pressuring me to take her. No, I'm
6: not. I said we'll sort it out.
4: Fine, then let's sort it out. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us uh, a call, you're more than welcome to. Uh, you can also send us a text, 81333, start your text, 3CR. Or, ah, now, I meant to mention this. From Friday, you're not in Friday, Catherine. No. But it doesn't matter. Oh. Well, it does, but... From Friday, on Fridays uh, Not only is it Vinyl Friday, where we're playing only records But between half past seven and eight o'clock The doors will be open uh, And that means that listeners can just Rock up to the studio, they knock on the door uh, They come in uh, And they sit in the studio yes. with me for half an hour They come would come sit with you, check. but you're not going to be here No Do
5: you know but who I'll... will be here? What? Do you know who will be
4: here? Who? Matt Lockwood Oh, flipping egg. That's going to scare people away. So listen, you can turn up. Uh, if you can I turn up about twenty-five past seven? We're going to ask you to leave at one minute to eight. Completely rudely and unceremoniously, you'll get booted out of the studio. Uh, you and you don't need to bring anything. You just turn up, just if you, yourself. You got kids? Bring your kids. If you got your nan, bring your na- bring your nan, bring your nan along. That'll be brilliant. And that's it, really. All you need is to be prepared to sit in the studio uh, and talk with me for 15, 20 minutes, half an hour. That's it.
6: Or five minutes. If it's boring, you can go.
4: Even if you can only just pop in for five minutes, you're on your way to work, but you're you're passing. Come in. What what is our address? I have no idea. Number
6: one, Hastings Street, Number one,
4: Hastings Street, Luton. And that's Friday, so if you turn up any other day of the week, you're not getting in. But Fridays, uh, between half past seven and eight, we're going to try it for three months, the doors are open.
6: Now the last person we had in dropped her trousers. You don't have to do that.
4: No, and in fact, but it you helps. Know, no. I, do you know we what? We prefer you didn't. Yeah, really.
8: I mean, let's, let's let's try and keep it above the waist if we can. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking very slow on the M1 towards London. There was an accident just after Junction 5 for Watford earlier, and that's causing queues from the M25. But looking at the speed sensors, it's also looking very slow on the M1 towards London, all the way from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spare Road. On the A1M southbound, it's very slow between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. And having a look at the speed sensors in Marlow on the A404 northbound, that's looking very busy now between the Marlow Junction and the M40 Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross Roundabout. In Brumham, on the Brumham road eastbound that's very slow between the branston way and Ashburnham road and having a look at the train departure boards there's no major delays showing up there at the moment but on the metropolitan line into london there are severe delays because of a signal failure earlier on at neesden and uh, that's still going on there now as well samantha Bruff, bbc three counties radio thank
4: you samantha 30 years age gap that really is uh, it's inappropriate isn't it isn't it let's take your calls after the news with Simon
7: local and vocal across beds hearts and
8: bucks this is BBC Three Counties Radio
0: It's eight o'clock, the headlines, Milton Keynes taxi report to remain confidential, waiting times figures to be released this morning, and residents urged to work with Bedfordshire Travellers.
7: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: The results of an internal Liberal Democrat investigation into how a serial rapist was granted a taxi licence in Milton Keynes will remain confidential. Lib Dem Mayor Subhan Shafiq resigned, but the party say their investigations into the affair will not be made public. Rosemary Smith is from Milton Keynes Taxi Association.
21: The Lib Dems went to ground and refused to comment or communicate on this, as you guys know, because they refused to talk to you too. It would appear that they've closed ranks again to keep one or two of their number, actually, Saban Shafiq and Stuart Burke, in office.
0: Figures on NHS waiting times being released later this morning are expected to show that the performance of accident and emergency units has dropped to its lowest level for a decade. It's thought highly likely that hospitals will have missed a government target for 95% of patients to be seen within four hours. More hospitals have declared major incidents because they can't cope with pressure on their accident and emergency departments. It means there are now hospitals in five areas in England that have closed their A&E units to non-emergency cases. People living in a village near Luton say they're concerned about the reopening of a traveller site. The Timberland site in Pepperstock has been refurbished at a cost of almost £1 million. Central Bedfordshire Council says it will seek to establish positive community relations. Councillor Richard Stay says the local community must work with the travellers.
23: If we can establish those links, uh, which weren't uh, there before I think we stand a very good chance along with tight management of the sites by the local authority, we stand a good chance for this becoming a well run and a site that we can be proud of.
0: Mid Bedfordshire MP Nadine Dorries is meeting with Network Rail today to discuss what she calls an appalling service. Meanwhile the government has suggested it was probably a mistake to use Finsbury Park Station as an emergency replacement for King's Cross during the Christmas travel chaos. Roger Perkins from Thameslink says commuters are seeing an improvement in the new year. We
25: didn't have many cancellations between Christmas and the new year. That was chiefly because there was engineering work going on so we were running fewer services anyway and now that we're all back in January um, and the training um, is coming to an end now, um, we, we don't have that pressure and we don't have cancellations as a result of uh, driver shortages Now,
0: A park in Bedfordshire is to get more than £2 million in lottery funding. Houghton Hall Park in Houghton Regis will receive nearly £2.2 million pounds and is one of seven parks across the country to share over £20 million pounds for improvement work. In sport, two goals from Stephen Gerrard gave Liverpool a 2-1 win at AFC Wimbledon in last night's FA Cup third round tie. Liverpool will now host Bolton in the fourth round. Cambridge's reward for beating Luton is a money-spinning tie at home to Manchester United. Meanwhile, Luton are set to sign Bournemouth striker Jaden Stockley on loan according to reports on the south coast. The weather cloudy for much of the day with outbreaks of rain at times, a maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
4: Thank you, Simon.
0: Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties
4: Radio. I'm getting more and more bunged up as the morning goes. I've got my Vicks out. Lots to talk about. If you don't vote, is that... A waste, do you still have a right to complain about what's going on in the world? I guess you do. what do you do? Democracy? Well, but Dealey d- doesn't say you don't. Dealey doesn't think that. People well, don't think that. Exactly. Dealey deals in fact, not fiction. Age gap relationships 30 years between um, uh, Stephen Fry and his fella. It just feels wrong, doesn't it? Oh, wait, 459 five, 455 double, 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks.
8: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: So Catherine, who have we got on the telephone?
6: We have got Linda.
4: Yes, not her real name.
6: She has something to tell you.
4: Good morning, Linda. Not your real name. <laughs> Hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Well, you sound normal. I am normal. Go on, tell us, tell us your situation.
14: Um, there's a 37-year age gap between myself and my partner. Blimey. I'm 64, yeah.
4: and he's twenty, hmm, twenty-seven. 27. it, you—you're you, struggling to do, get in.
14: Get in. You're struggling
4: to do the maths. Uh, no, wh-
14: we had been together for two years, so I had to do a little bit of a remember how old he was when we first met.
4: How did you meet? As a 64-year-old, how did you did you did you meet him? Was it at the day on centre? The or, on the internet.
14: Yeah, yeah. He lied about his age. What did he say? that so he was older. Oh,
4: flipping heck. <laughs> I, I'm trying to tread as delicately as round. What do you talk about?
14: Well, um the thing is, he's not English, so he's not like an English 27-year-old. He's quite mature, open-minded.
4: Open-minded.
14: Yeah. <laughs> Can talk about a lot of different
4: things. Where is he from, yes. Linda?
14: Um, a Mediterranean okay, country. Okay, okay.
4: He's not hmm. Greek, is he? No. OK, OK, good. Uh, I, I could just warn <laughs> no. you about the Greek. All right. Is he
14: Spanish? Uh, he's, not your, he's not your wife's brother or anything. Oh,
4: blimey, worry. thank God, goodness for that. <laughs> Is right. he
14: Spanish?
6: Because I might know him. No.
4: OK, so he's Mediterranean. <laughs>
6: yeah.
4: Um. And does he live with you? Is he still living? Yes. He lives yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. And how long have you lived together?
14: Um, Just under
4: two years, yeah. Right, OK. And does he speak English? Yes.
14: Yeah.
4: OK, do you speak his native language?
14: I'm trying, yeah. Because oh, I went there and um, met his parents.
4: Oh blimey! How old How old is mum and dad? Uh,
14: one's older and one's younger
4: than me. I've, I'm going to ask the question that is on everyone's mind. Yeah. Are you at it all the time? Wow, that wasn't the question <laughs> I was thinking of. Uh, that was the question that was on my mind, <laughs> and that's the toned well, down question. That's a bit personal. Are you? Uh, no, sadly, not. I'm 41. I can I can barely walk up the stairs anymore, Linda. <laughs> it all stops when you get married, doesn't it? Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, so um, you're uh, not married, are you? So uh, no,
14: but we you enjoy yourselves. Engaged, we do enjoy. You enjoy yeah.
4: yourselves in 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 the rooms of the house.
14: Yes, we will. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and what do your friends think? Do your friends think, oh, Linda, that's a bit sad, or do they do their get in there, girl?
14: Uh, the, the latter one, really?
4: Yeah.
14: yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot more of it about than you realise.
4: I think, I think it, we were saying this. We, uh, uh, I think it's unusual for it to be the, in the, the the way that you it's working for you. In the, it's the older woman and the significantly younger man. Yeah. Well, tends to be the other the, way around, doesn't it?
14: The thing is, all relationships end in some way, don't they? Yeah. And uh, so you know, it's a risk, isn't That's it? It's
4: optimistic. It's an optimistic way to go into uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. into things. <laughs> well, it's true. And when you're seventy-four, yeah, he'll be thirty-seven. If ha- I'm still around. Well, I, you sound like you're you're full of vim and vigor. <laughs> uh, have you kind of spoken about what happens, you know, in in ten years, twenty years time?
14: Uh, yes. Yeah, we're never going to leave one another. Because
4: we're too happy. Well, that sounds fantastic. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Catherine, I'm a little bit speechless. I mean, who, who am I to, to criticise a relationship when they're obviously so so happy and so in love? No, so
6: exactly. Do you think you're a different person now than you were when you were his age? What do you think that you bring um, to it? Yes, I do. I think he's a lot more um, worldly-wise and mature than I was. Wow. You know?
14: Age, and yeah. do you think
6: you look for different things than you would have when you were younger so you're just enjoying um, the moment more
14: um yeah i suppose so without being silly about it
6: yeah what do you mean mm. being silly
14: well i wouldn't kind of do anything that was going to be life-threatening oh, right i get you like that. that. yeah
6: hmm. it's just when you're in your 20s as a woman you've got all these plans haven't you for how things are going to work well, out
14: also you've got children haven't you and you know, even when they're grown up,
6: they come
4: back home. Can I, can I They
14: just move out again.
4: Another another back. question. Oh, what do your kids yeah. think, Linda? What do your kids think about this?
9: Um
14: One... Well, my own kids are OK, but the partner of one of my kids has been a bit awkward. No, none, yeah. of,
4: none of their business, is it, really? No, not
14: is really. It, so
4: he's he's European, so he, he can travel freely, because there's some people who think that these relationships with people from abroad, it's just yeah. to get visas and passports and things. that.
14: no. But, no, he got a passport here, because right. he came here on a um, an ID card. Yeah. And then we go on holiday abroad. And, right. so, um, and his legal been.
4: status in this country won't change once you marry? No. No,
14: OK. No, no. All right. No, it's the real McCoy.
6: It's not for anything. No. Hey, you don't need to prove it to anyone else. <laughs> no, Linda. you don't.
4: And well, done, well done, you. Because I know you, weren't, you were slightly reluctant to come on, Linda, but well done for coming on and well done for um, the, the, the withstanding, uh, well, I think a light grilling. Yes, I, I a light you,
14: grilling. Uh, I was hoping I wasn't going to get one of your
4: heavy grilling. No, oh, I wouldn't, Linda. I wouldn't. go. I'd, I'll, I'll leave that to your fella. Uh, <laughs> Linda, uh. I wish I wish you the very best of luck. <laughs> OK. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Bye. 08459 455555. It's really interesting, right? Yeah. Because
6: Linda, I, I'm thinking fair play, Linda. Yeah. If she was my mum, I might feel a bit differently.
4: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I will, but then she's
6: not my mum, so none of my biz. Across beds, hearts and bucks.
4: This is Ian Lee.
6: BBC
7: Three
4: Counties Radio. Taxi scandal, it all started back in August when it was revealed that serial rapist Nadeem Kiani had been granted a taxi licence in 2011. He had been personally recommended by the then Liberal Democrat Mayor Subban Shafiq. Well, an initial Liberal Democrat investigation into the whole affair is now uh, concluded, but it's top secret, and the uh, Lib Dems won't tell us the results, and they want to uh, address the matter as being closed. Conservative uh, Andrew Geary is the former uh, leader of Milton Keynes Council. Andrew, the matter is now closed and it's a secret uh, investigation. Your thoughts on that please?
26: Well, I rather suspect the matter is closed as far as you, the media, are concerned and the Liberal Democrat group are concerned Ian. Um, I should think the matter internally for them is far from closed and I can tell you that the matter is far from closed for their political opponents in Milton Keynes.
4: I'll be honest as well, it's it's far from closed for us. I I, I can't, just just by someone coming out and saying "We've, we've invested Investigated, uh, it's all sorted and it's closed now. Do they not know that that doesn't necessarily close something? That the results of the uh, investigation are secret... Andrew, your thoughts on that, please.
26: Um, did you really and honestly expect anything else from the Liberal Democrats, I suppose, would be my honest reaction to that, Ian. Uh, that, that is just about what I would have expected. When they tell you they're having an investigation into something, and if, to be perfectly honest, probably if any political party said, we're having an investigation into something, that means clear off and leave me alone while I have it, and I'm not going to tell you the answers to it.
4: It does, uh, you know, instantly uh, one thinks of the worst possible conclusions by the fact that they're not. Everything may have been fine. They may have found a few problems and they've sorted them out. But without them telling us, we're all drawn to think of the worst case scenario, aren't we? Well,
26: well you are. And I think, I think, I mean, let's look back at what the Milton Keynes investigation brought out. We saw what the audit report says. We've seen the outthrow of that. You know, and I have to say that despite the fact that it's uh, one of my political opponents running Milton Keynes Council and a new chief executive, I think the two of them handled it incredibly well when, when that came out. You know, this should have been confined to the history books long ago, and actually, for the sake of Milton Keynes and the reputation of Milton Keynes, and the taxi industry of Milton Keynes, it should have been the people who are making sure that doesn't happen It's the Liberal Democrats, by their actions, or perhaps by their lack of actions.
4: Of course, the, the, the chairman of the original co- committee which gave a serial rapist a, a, a licence was Conservative Amanda Box. I don't think she's a councillor now, but um, I'm, uh, has your party held an internal investigation?
26: No, because she's not a councillor, and, and we didn't need to, but I think our leader has been very clear that if Amanda had still been a councillor now, she would have taken decisive acts. Well, let's put it this way, if Amanda had still been an elected member at the time all of this broke, she would not be an elected member now. That has been made well and truly clear by our leader, and I back her in that 100%. This is why I am still so very critical of Douglas McCall and what your saying this morning, is only adding fuel to that fire. You know, this has done the reputational damage of Milton Keynes an immense amount of harm, so decisive action and apparently just a little bit of leadership shown by Douglas McCall could have thwarted all of this. Instead, let's let's look at really what happened. We see that it needed an audit report for Stuart Burke, still a councillor, to actually show that he needed to apologise for what he'd done. It needed an audit report to show that. Is this guy really fit to represent the public if it takes an audit report to show him the blindingly obvious? So that's the first thing I'd say. Saban Shafiq has gone, yes he has gone, but look at the timings of that. The timings of that, we hide behind an audit report and say, we we'll are waiting until the audit report comes out. Absolute rubbish. We waited until the time when there was no longer going to be a by-election call. So what's happened, the good people of Monkston Ward don't have proper democratic representation Just because the Liberal Democrats feared a by-election, a dear old Douglas sits there, well, not in his ivory tower, he's abroad or ill most of the time, but there he is, not taking decisive action, letting Milton Keynes suffer, and why? Because he wants to cover up what's going on in his own party. Ian, I don't think you've seen the end of this. You've clearly said it's not the end of it for you. You're not happy. What I suggest you look for now is... How many changes will there be in their candidates at the next local election? Because I suspect their internal audit reporter said there are certain individuals who should not be allowed to stand again. Let's see whether Stuart Burke is their candidate in Shenley Brook End in May, shall we? That will be the very interesting one to look out for.
4: Andrew, go and have a cup of tea and a lie down. <laughs> Thank you very much. Nice to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Conservative Andrew Geary, former leader of Milton Keynes Council. 08459 455
8: 555. <laughs>
11: It's looking very busy this morning on the M1 towards London. There was an accident earlier between Junction 5 for Watford and 4 for Edgware Way that has been moved to the hard shoulder, so all the lanes are open, but it's still causing queues from the M25. Having a look at the speed sensors, and it is looking very slow on the M1 from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road to Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead, and also just after Hemel Hempstead, all the way down towards the M25, looking very slow on the speed sensors. On the M25, anti-clockwise, the cameras are showing it's very busy between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 15 for the. M- M4. And having a look at the A1 southbound, That's cu- there are queues there between the Holiday Inn and Barnet Lane at the Sterling Corner. In Marlowe on the A404 northbound, that's looking very busy between the Marlowe Junction and the M40 Junction 4 at the High Wycombe Handicross Roundabout. And on the trains, if you're using the London Underground to get into London this morning, there are severe delays on the Metropolitan Line. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha.
4: It is Tuesday the 6th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The results of an internal Lib Dem investigation into how a serial rapist was granted a taxi licence in Milton Keynes will remain confidential. Figures on NHS waiting times are expected to show the performance of accident and emergency units has dipped to its lowest level for a decade. And people living in a village near Luton say they're concerned about the reopening of a traveller site.
7: BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning,
13: Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Morning. What's that new computer there for?
4: It's, um, yours for £1,000. Interested? It's nice, isn't it? Why have you got that there? Uh, uh, just, well, when Kath comes in, she likes to, um, go on eBay. <laughs> really? Yeah, I know. Isn't it terrible? Mm. O- outrageous. What is it? It's a Mac? Yes, it's, yes. It's not that new. It's got a dead pixel. It's got a what? A dead pixel. What's that? Well, it means one of the pixels is dead. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you can touch it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's nice, isn't it? Thanks. What's on your show today? Coming up on the big phone in this morning
13: from nine, I'm going to be asking, have you been impressed or disappointed by your local hospital recently? Oh, yes. As you've just been saying in the news headlines, this morning the NHS will release figures we expect will show waiting times in A&E are the worst they've been for a decade. This government aimed to get 95% of patients uh, in our waiting rooms and into a nurse within four hours. And what? Into a nurse? Uh, Within yeah, four hours? Into see a nurse. Oh, OK. You know what I, you know what I mean. Well, I've I, I never heard the this phrase is, into uh, a nurse. This is hot off the press. Gosh, OK. <laughs> uh, into see a nurse within four hours, but performance is slipping, and now it's more like 94%, which I guess in the grand scheme of things is probably quite a lot of people. Yes. More and more hospitals are declaring major incidents, meaning they'll cancel non-emergency care and routine operations, plus they're forced to draft in extra staff at short notice. Well, from nine this morning, I want your experience on the ground. If you have been into one of our local hospitals in the last six to 12 months, what has been your experience? Is it anything to worry about? Were you left sitting there for hours and hours and hours? Or, generally, is it still pretty good? Good. Your view from 9 on oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Have you been impressed or disappointed by your local hospital recently?
4: A, 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 tw- a tweet we have from Scott yesterday. I meant to ask you this. Um, your special gravy, how did that go down? Did, were people lapping it up? Must be, yeah, it was very nice. Why? Well, I just uh, Scott was Scott messaged you. I believe yeah. you were tweeting about this, weren't you? Yeah. Your special well, I did, gravy. Um, I did
13: Jamie's Get Ahead Gravy. What does that mean? Have you heard this? No. It's Well, you see, I watched it on the programme and then I thought, This is, in effect, it's like cooking an entire dish, Mm. and then you just put it through a sieve. Wow. You put um, celery, carrots, onions, and then you buy loads of kind of cheapy bits of chicken. Yeah. And you roast that oh, beautiful. for about an hour, yeah. and then you get out your masher, your potato masher, and yeah. you mash it all down. Wow. You add flour and water, and then you put it through a sift, so it's basically like a little mini roast dinner. As a convert
4: to meat, that sounds delicious. It was very tasty, yeah. although
13: a lot of people were very rude. They said it looked like a, uh, a baking tray full of vomit.
7: If you've missed any of the programmes from the last week, you've missed things like this.
20: But we're happy to celebrate Elstree's past. People don't realise, they just simply do not know the output that's come from this little town in Hertfordshire.
12: But
7: there is a way you can hear it all again.
12: People used to walk along the high street, famous people such as Sophia Loren and Elizabeth Taylor. BBC.co.uk
7: slash Three Counties Radio, allowing you to listen to what you missed.
23: The biggest Hollywood names, they've all fallen in love with it.
5: There was always different stars coming in and out. That was always nice about that.
23: When I first got there, I wanted to see the soundstage where we were to
4: construct one of our largest sets, which was the Well of the Soul.
7: bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio.
4: 08459 oh, double five, five double five. Now, we've been talking uh, all morning about um, Timberlands, the Timberlands site in Pepperstock. Uh, it's been refurbished at the cost of £1 million of government money. It's a, a, a traveller site that um, has been problematic in the past. Uh, it's on the outskirts of Luton. It's been closed down, and they're, they're reopening it. Well, Shelley used to live there. Good morning, Shelley. Oh, hi. How long ago did you live there? No, I still live here. You still live there. OK. Yeah. Uh, and um, what's, what was it like, and what's it like now?
27: Right, well, for the past couple of years since it's been closed, it's been great. You can go to the shop, you not the shopkeeper's not being terrorised by travellers. There's a business that's opened up there, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the name, it used to be a pub, but right. that closed because they had trouble with travellers. Now it's a company that moved from Studen to Slipend, and they sell luxury foods, and they've got a coffee shop, Um and, I mean, goodness only knows how they'll feel when they get it next door. And then, of course, there's all the elderly people that live up the mobile homes. They used to be terrified to walk down that lane. You couldn't take your dog down there because you were frightened you'd get it stolen, or the kids would get their bikes stolen. You know, it was a nightmare. But so,
4: but so are, are you a traveller, Shelley? No. Okay. And you live on the site... No, no, I live in the village. You live on the village. Right, sorry. Okay, right. So you live in Pepperstock? I live in St. Penn. Okay, right. So so you live in the village, and while it's been closed, I think think I'm finally getting a a, a grip on where we're coming from. While it's been closed, it's been good. Yeah. Uh, But are you concerned about it reopening?
27: Well, what concerns me most is, years ago, that used to be a site for retired travellers. Right. And there were some characters on there. Yeah, they were drunks and they were, you know, they were um, an old lady that pushed a pram around. And yeah, the kids were a little bit frightened of her, but they were harmless. They were just... Then it became that families were moving in. And they weren't even traveller families. They were families that the council didn't know what to do with. They were problematic. Now, what worries me is we were told as a village that the people that would be moving back in there would be like it was set up for retired, you know, travellers. Yeah. Richard State said on your thing this morning, you know, the village people have got to mix with the community up there when the families move in. Well, that's... You know, he said it originally, that it, well, not him, but they said it was going to be for retired travellers, and now they're saying families.
4: Well, but he said he said that there's, got, there's only six pitches on there, and, yeah. uh, and he personally will keep an eye on it to make sure that none of the problems that happened before will happen again. Well, how can he guarantee that? Well, he said he couldn't guarantee it, but then you can't guarantee that in your street that, that it won't kick off, or in your village it won't kick off, can you?
27: Well, no, but, you know, as soon as you get six travellers sites, they'll have family, friends, and that, so it doesn't end at six. And when you think six sites have cost a million pounds, you know, that. you divide that by six, what's a million divided by six?
4: But six families doesn't sound a lot to me, Shelley.
27: No, it doesn't, but six families having a million pounds spread between them. You're lucky, aren't they? You could could have built some really nice houses with that for lots and lots of people. So you're jealous? No, I'm not jealous at all. Why would you you begrudge
4: the fact that a million pounds has been spent on a site that was obviously struggling?
27: Because six people, six families having a million
4: pounds between them is an awful lot. So you're jealous? No, I'm not jealous at all. Then why are you bothered about how much money that's been spent on them? Because it's a lot of money. A it is a lot of money. Of money for
27: six families. Yeah. But if if that... there were six families that were put into yeah. posh houses at, like, £400,000 each, everyone would be up in arms. Well, play... six,
4: fam- six times £400,000 is, is way over a million, so that wouldn't work. Yeah. Shelley, stay there, because uh, I want to bring in uh, uh, Veronica Williams. Uh, morning, uh, Veronica. Good morning. Now, you live on the nearby mobile home park. You heard some of Shelley's uh, concerns.
1: Do you share these concerns? I share some of them yes go on tell me what well because in the past that they have promised to control the site and it's never been controlled um yes i'm happy to listen and to give them a chance this time if they are elderly but what we find and which the lady that's going to be managing the site says that they're allowed visitors for up to six weeks at a time well, we've seen this before. They come on for six weeks. They've got them tremendously uh, large, extended families.
4: Well, hang on, hang on, hang on, Veronica. <coughs> you, you can't, you can't begrudge them having visitors, can no, you? No. If you want a visitor to come and stay for a year, you'd be allowed to. No, no I wouldn't. What in your in your 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 um uh, mobile home, you wouldn't no. be allowed to have someone come and stay with you for as long as you wanted. No. Well, that sounds. If I Oh, you'd move then because that sounds like a crazy rule.
1: No, you cannot. It's, it's limited to how long, and you have to be over a certain age to be on our site anyway.
4: Oh, yeah, OK, but how, how long is a visitor allowed to come and stay with you for?
1: But I think that... I believe it is limited. To how long? Be- well, I don't know, ah. because it, it be- when, do- when does a visitor become a permanent Um Well, I don't person? know.
4: I don't know. But, but you're, you're saying that you, you wouldn't be allowed to have a visitor for a year, but you don't know how long you'd be allowed to have a visitor for, so... No,
27: but if you had visitors, you would—you'd only have a few. You wouldn't be having like three caravan loads with
4: about twenty people in it. Well, it depends. I have as many people over at my house as I want. Yeah, and I bet you wouldn't have them for like six months. Well, it, it depends. It depends. If they were family or
27: friends, and uh, yeah, why not? Okay, Ian. Look at it this way: if your children were riding down the lane and their bikes—they were frightened. Their bikes were going to get taken off them. You couldn't, if, as an elderly person, you couldn't walk down and get a newspaper. Where, how
4: would you feel? Where does um, where does the, the the fear in these children come from? In what the children- past sorry from past experience. okay well that's that's passed down kids bikes always get nicked that's passed down from the no, parents they don't. no they don't always Shelley, get nicked Shelley, of course they always get nicked my bike got nicked it back in the 70s yeah they might get nicked once but you're not driving down where you live every day thinking the, your dog the, the, or your your well, bike or your phone's gonna get stolen well how many times has your phone or your dog or your bike been stolen Shelley? My, well, my kids have grown up now, but my no, no. kids... How depend- many, the question was, how many times has your dog, your bike, or your phone been stolen? Bike and phones, two or three times. Two or three times. Yeah. How did they steal your... Uh, these, these are the travellers, was it? Yeah. How did they steal your telephone? They held my son... No, no, them. no. How did they steal your telephone?
27: No, um, this wasn't mine. It was my son's what? while he was doing
4: his paper rounds up at Pepperstock. And he went to the police? No, my husband went and got it back himself. Right, okay. Uh, let's bring in Cliff Cadona. Morning, Cliff. Morning. Cliff, uh, you are um, uh, represent. Who's just went? Someone went there.
3: You represent the Gypsy and Traveller community. Yeah. Respond to what you're hearing. Um, unfortunately, if things have happened in the past, I think it's a real shame that people have um, suffered things, but. It's time to move on, and if all this money has been spent to refurbish the site, it's only fair and proper that people should be allowed to live on it. And give the Nicks, you know, people that's going to live on there, a chance. Don't condemn... Um, people who's coming along by what's happened in the I past. I
4: suppose though, Cliff, if people um, have got experiences, as Shelley and Veronica have, of um, um, uh, violence and things being stolen from, from them by the by residents, previous residents, then they're going to be concerned, aren't they? Of course they
3: are, but in all fairness, across the rest of the population of that <coughs> area, there's things happen every day out on the streets, on the pavements, at the shopping um, places and different establishments, but we don't condemn everybody or one particular group just because something happens, do we?
27: Shall I don't he? condemn tra- No, i I've got a friend that actually was a traveller and now is, lives in a house. I've, I haven't got a problem with that. What I've got a problem with is Have I got the faith in the councillors to maintain what they're saying they're going to maintain? No, I haven't. That's what I've got the
3: problem with. I do agree with you on that. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, councillors have let the community down and they've let the travellers down as well. Mm. Myself personally, I would have liked to have seen the site relocated, a bigger site built for the money, more accommodation for people, and would have been more acceptable. And let that go on for development. What? Mr. Stay tried to get that for development for the last 10 years. So mm. that would have been a better um, job to be done. But, you know, in all fairness, we use people that live there. The money's been spent. The little site's there now. So if we could just try to get six decent families to live on there, it would be good all the way around.
27: Yeah, I don't, don't disagree with that whatsoever. But what I do say is, you know, if they're Traveller families, yeah, fine. But not people that are problematic
4: families. There's a big difference between Travellers and Tinkers. Well, what... was? Oh, now, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so, are we going this... This Every time we mention Travellers, it gets down into this breakdown of different groups. What's your beef with Tinkers, Shelley? well um, What... What's your what problem what 's your problem with tinkers which, which is an offensive term anyway to, to various groups what 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 's your problem with tinkers well they obviously um, don 't mind taking other people 's goods <laughs> Um <laughs> Shelley, you were doing so well, you were doing so well, and then you you kind of blew it at the end as we as we enter you know the world of of stereotyping um Shelley, keep in touch. Let us know what happens. Let us know, uh, you know, fingers crossed you can keep hold of your mobile phones. But if you can't, do let us know. 08459
8: 455555. Cliff, thank you very much. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, hards, and bugs.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio. High Wycombe: We've just had reports that on the A404 it's partially blocked because of a breakdown at the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout, so that's making it very slow. In Bramham, on Bramham Road, it's looking slow eastbound between the Branston Way and Shakespeare Road. And in Hemel Hempstead, on the speed sensors, the A41 southbound is looking very busy between the Hemel Hempstead off and the M25 junction 20 at Kings Langley. On the M1, there was the accident just after junction 5 for Watford that has now been cleared, but uh, the traffic was held between junction 6a for the M25 and 5. Watford while that was done, so it's still a little bit slow around there at the moment. Looking at the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very slow between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 15 for the M4, and on the London Underground, the Metropolitan Line still has severe delays, so that could cause some delays, but tickets are being accepted on Chiltern Railway and local bus routes. Samantha Breath BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: Across beds, hearts and bugs. This
7: is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. The results of an internal Liberal Democrat investigation into how a serial rapist was granted a taxi licence in Milton Keynes will remain confidential. Lib Dem Mayor Subhan Shafiq resigned, but the party say their investigations into the affair will not be made public. More hospitals have declared major incidents because they can't cope with pressure on their accident and emergency departments. It means there are now hospitals in five areas in England that have closed their A&E units to non-emergency cases. And mid Bedfordshire MP Nadine Dorries is meeting with Network Rail today to discuss what she calls an appalling service. Thameslink say commuters are seeing an improvement in the new year. Three county sports.
7: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Two goals from Stephen Gerrard gave Liverpool a 2 1 win at AFC Wimbledon in last night's FA Cup third round tie. Wimbledon boss Neil Ardley must now focus on Saturday's League Two trip to Stevenage.
12: I think it's important to make sure that Saturday's not after the Lord Mayor's show and and that's going to be tough because we've got a tough game away at Stevenage, so the league's our bread and butter and we need to try and have a a good January because we had a very good December.
0: Also last night in the Cup, Burnley and Tottenham drew one all. Tonight, Everton host West Ham. Liverpool's reward is a fourth round tie at home to Bolton. Elsewhere in the fourth round draw, Cambridge who knocked out Luton on Saturday have a money-spinning tie at home to Manchester United. Here's Cambridge manager Richard Money.
15: A lot of people have, have suffered over nine years outside the football league. There's been one or two times when the club was in danger of folding and finally we've got our reward by getting back into the league and, and now you end up with a game like this. It's just, it's what dreams are made of.
0: Luton are set to sign Bournemouth striker Jaden Stockley on loan, according to reports on the South Coast. The 21-year-old could make his debut in Thursday's League Two match at home to Shrewsbury. Meanwhile, Wickham striker Paul Hayes says Luton and Shrewsbury are their main rivals for promotion. Wanderers are top of the table. Hayes told Monday Night Sport it could come down to budgets.
17: They're going to spend big, big and obviously attract better players. So with Shrewsbury and Luton being up there, they're obviously going to be favourites, biggest squad but do you, know what I mean? you, you never know who can have a late like, run.
0: And Oldham Athletics says it's still considering whether or not to offer the convicted rapist Ched Evans a contract. Tens of thousands of people have signed a petition calling for the club not to sign the striker. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459
7: 455 555.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio. Am I the only person...
6: Go on. Is this something you want to say out loud?
4: Am I the only person feeling a little bit sorry for Chad Evans?
6: I don't think he's helped himself.
4: No. No.
6: I think he carried it on when he should have piped down.
4: Yep. He's not played any of this from the rape to the present moment. He's not played any of this um, correctly. I feel a little bit sorry for him.
6: Do you think he's just stupid,
4: Um, as well as a rapist? um, I definitely think he's a rapist. I do not in any way, of course, I'm not condoning that. And um, me feeling sorry for him does not in any way, um, you know, obviously the the victim is, got off badly, got off the worst out of all of this, and that should not be forgotten for one second. I'm not in any way.
6: And she's still being pursued by people.
4: Yeah, and I'm not in any way denying what what happened to her or the horrific, I still feel a bit sorry for him. And I can't... I don't. I think he's remorseless. Uh, I don't think he understands what he did. Well, he doesn't think he did it. He's, he's appealing through the courts because he, he wants to clear his name. I don't know. And I can't explain it any better than that. I've been toying all morning whether I should say that or not. And I've thrown it out there. And, and it, 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 you know, if, if I look at the story logically and um, emotionally, uh, then, you know, he, th- th- what he did was, was heinous. And, um, and then he stitched himself up. Yeah. I feel a tiny little bit sorry for him, isn't that funny? Anybody last twenty minutes of the show? Anybody else? Am I completely whistling in the dark on this one? Oh eight four five nine, 5 I expect I'm probably a lone voice in this.
6: I wish he'd had a sister like me, <laughs> who would have said to him, "Do you know what? Just shut up about it now."
4: Shut up about it. Come out, put, I mean, he thinks, he, he, he thinks he's innocent. Come out, put your hands up, apologise, go and give a massive donation to a sexual crime victims charity.
6: And if you get another game, then think yourself lucky.
4: Mm-hmm. I feel a bit sorry, I do, I, I, I you know, I, I...
6: Shouldn't have mouthed off then, should he?
4: You obviously don't.
6: Um, I think he was, I think it was a stupid thing to, to not keep his head down. Hmm. Hmm. Because there have been other people who've come back from, from serving jail sentences and they've been able to resume their careers. Mm-hmm. You know, not many, but it's, it's happened. But with something like rape...
4: Oh, I think he's a massive plum. I think he's a complete and utter idiot. I think he's probably, um, he's probably a nasty piece of work from, from what he has done.
6: I also wonder what his girlfriend's playing at.
4: I feel a little bit sorry for him. I can't explain it any better than that. I, I cannot explain it any better than that. It's just... and I, I, Is it because it's dragging on? Is it because he's constantly in the papers? Andy's called him Morning, Andy.
24: Good morning, Ian. How D- are
4: you? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I'm confused by um, what I'm thinking and feeling at the moment.
24: I think we all are, to be honest with you, because your gut and, you know, your instincts and being human turns around and says you never want him to get on again in life. But the reality of it is... Surely a punishment is supposed to be fit into the crime. So therefore, if he's going into a job that relates to his crime or that could be done again, then that's one thing. But to go and play football matches, I'm not really sure that...
4: Well, I suppose it it, it could relate. It does relate to his crime because him and his mate got um, a young woman back to the hotel I would imagine on the strength of them being uh, football players. Well, I would imagine. No, hang
6: on, th- his mate did, and then he went plowing in. Well, yeah, that's
4: exactly. Well, yeah, that's a fortunate choice of phrase. But I, yes, I, I, uh, but I'd I imagine that the fact that they are football. St- I don't even know who the other fella is, and I don't want to know. But the fact that he is a football star certainly had some part in it.
24: Yeah, but I don't think it's relevant. I mean, OK, you've got this taxi driver. That's a different, that's a different kettle of fish. You're left alone in a, in a cab with, with vulnerable people you know, and you're is and you know, that, that's a different kind of... When you're talking about this footballer, if he can't return to his profession, then there's nothing for him to turn back into crime. Do you see what I mean?
6: Oh, I don't know. I don't know whether there's anything such as to suggest he'd carry on being a rapist. No, but... It's not a way of, meet, of earning a living, is it?
24: No, but if you don't give someone a chance to prove themselves after committing a yeah. crime, it's a disgusting crime. Don't, don't, I don't condemn it I don't, I don't like it. I don't, I don't even like talking in this way. But yeah. if and someone's given a sentence, it's supposed to be for the crime and that's supposed to be it.
6: Exactly. But I think the mistake he made was not, um, was not just going about his business quietly and counting himself lucky. He had to stick his head above the parapet again. That's, that's the mistake he's made. Now, whether he's evil or just daft, I think he's probably daft. I
24: think he's dumb.
4: Andy, listen, I appreciate you calling in quickly. i have just throwing that out as a thought. That might be why you feel sorry for him. What? Because he's dumb.
6: Because he's just, just stumbling into this, isn't he? It was a stupid thing to do.
4: I don't know, and I, I've been. I was thinking about this a lot yesterday, and we, we, we kind of. I know um, Jonathan was talking about it, and it's kind of one of those stories. I, I kind of feel has been, you know, that has been done to death. Should he be able to play or not? I don't. Not really interested in that. It's not uh, even
6: about him anymore. Though, no,
4: is it? no. I just I feel sorry for him. Not massively, like tiny, tiny, tiny little bit. I'm not going at home, you know, weeping over J- Jed Evans. Uh, a tiny, tiny little bit of me just thinks, just feels sorry for him. I don't know. We've got twenty minutes if you want to call in about that. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Justin votes. Yes, boss. Uh, Brand is getting um, uh, beef from Nick Robinson, uh, the BBC political editor. His words, not mine. Yeah. Uh, Nick's having a go at him for um, suggesting that people don't vote. It's that age-old argument. I'm kind of of the camp that thinks if you don't vote uh, and you're you're not voting. If you're not voting out of laziness, that's one thing. If mm. you're not voting as a political gesture, I think that's an acceptable protest.
12: I just think in this country, if you've got the privilege to vote, you should be going out and voting. And secondly, if you don't vote, why then moan about this country? You hear it all the time. So, I've been on the streets this morning, uh, getting some reaction to this, asking people if they vote. Um, this first guy coming up here is, is absolutely priceless. So, uh, here's what's been going on, on on the streets this morning. Rory, do you vote? No. Tell me why you don't vote. Because I don't have to. You've never voted? No, never in my life. Do you not care about this country? Yeah, I care about the country, but... You just don't want to vote? No. So, one final question to you. Yeah, go on. This is the point we're trying to get to this morning. So, somebody who who doesn't vote in this country, Mm. you never moan about things not being great? No, Never. Because that ain't going to be great, is it? That's life. Joy, let me ask you this. Do you vote and do you always vote? Yes. Tell us why you vote, because other people I'm talking to this morning saying I've never voted and I never will do, it's my choice. So so why do you do it yourself?
21: Well, you want the party of your choice to get in, don't you? Otherwise, there's no point in it. I mean, if everybody said that, mm. there would be no votes at all, would there?
12: And just lastly, these people that don't vote, mm. that, that continue to moan about our country, have they got any right to, to moan, bearing in mind they can't be bothered to vote?
21: No, they haven't, have they? They should vote if they, you know the party that they think is the best shouldn't they otherwise you can't moan can you
12: so i just want to know do you take the opportunity that you've got Mm. to vote in this country no tell me why come on be honest i've never been into politics you surely you care about your country don't you i do so you don't feel guilty for not voting to try and make a difference to your country i know i should but at the end of the day i haven't done it for years when was the last time you voted? Probably back in two thousand.
4: Wow, as long as that. Mm. I want to play. I want to play the start of that again, Justin. Because mm. that first guy, you didn't rate him, did you? No. Right. I think he's a genius. Go on. He sums it up perfectly. I've listened to. Right. So this is the beginning of your piece, Rory. Do you vote? No. Tell me why you don't vote because I don't have to. Ladies and gentlemen, that man <laughs> has just described democracy. He's just yeah. described democracy. Why don't you vote? Because I don't have to. Yeah, but Beautiful. It's, it's almost like
12: it's an arrogant we're, tone. We're I not have in to. North Korea, could what? Kim Jong-un? You know Make it law in this country. Right, Make it right. law. Yeah, go like out it, and vote. Like go they on. do in North Korea. Yeah, you have to go out and vote. <laughs>
4: that's, not, that's not democracy. I guarantee
12: you, though, I guarantee you, that person, and he denied it this morning, but yeah. week in, week out, He'll be moaning about what a state this country is, but he has given up his opportunity to try and make a difference because, and I think from the tone of his voice you'll agree, he can't be bothered. Listen,
6: this is Great Britain. We're all entitled to a moan. That's what we do. We moan and we queue.
12: Not if you don't vote. Uh, yeah. No. That's freedom,
6: Joss. It's freedom.
4: (laughs) This is what Justin wants. Uh. Uh. (laughs) Red, you want us all forced down there to vote for the same person? Not the same person. Unbelievable! It's your your choice. You can can choose who you want to vote
12: for, but come on! It's a privilege to vote in this country. Go and do it! Laying on the sofa watching Jeremy Kyle. Go off your backsides and go and vote.
4: That was the Justin Dealey manifesto. (laughs)
8: Cards and Bugs.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio. In High Wycombe on the A404, it's very slow on the M40 at junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout because the vehicle's broken down and it's partially blocking the road there. In Hamelhamstead on the A41 southbound, it's very slow between the Two Waters Road and the M25 junction 20 at Kings Langley. And having a look at the M25 anticlockwise, that's very slow between junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. On the A1M southbound, that's very busy between junction 8 for Stevenage and 7 for the A602. And on the M1 towards London, it's very very heavy from Junction 6A for the m 25 to Junction 5 for Watford after the accident earlier on. But that has now cleared and should start to ease off soon. On the trains on the Metropolitan Line, there are still severe delays because of a signal failure at Neeston, But tickets are being accepted on Chiltern Railways and local buses. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you,
4: Samantha. It's Tuesday the 6th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The results of an internal Lib Dem investigation into how a serial rapist was granted a taxi licence in Milton Keynes will remain confidential figures on NHS waiting times are expected to show the performance of accident and emergency units has dipped to its lowest level for a decade. And people living in a village near Luton say they're concerned about the reopening of a traveller site. 08459 455 555 will take some of your calls after the weather with Kate. Hearts and Bucks weather.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio.
19: A rather cloudy but mild start to the day across all three counties. The temperature outside ranging between 7 and 8 Celsius. One or two spots of light rain this morning, but that's likely to get a little worse as we head through lunchtime as our main organised rain band arrives from the west through this afternoon, bringing with a bit of a wind as well. The temperature by the end of play likely to reach around 9 Celsius. Now this rain will continue to move eastwards as we head towards this evening, taking with it the cloud... Behind it, we'll see some colder air introduced. So overnight, the temperature is going to drop down to minus two in some spots, which means a widespread frost. And maybe on untreated roads where it's raining today, we could get one or two icy stretches tomorrow morning. For Wednesday, a bright, cold, frosty start, but the clouds will increase through the course of the morning and turning windy with some rain tomorrow afternoon as well. Maximum temperature, eight Celsius. And that's your forecast.
13: Every weekday morning. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Local
14: opinions. We think it's absolutely shocking that this young man should continue to have to be punished. He hasn't even shown any remorse or said sorry. Well, firstly,
7: I have to disagree. The JVS Show.
13: Well, but we're not living in very optimistic times. But it does seem very
7: clear, doesn't it? The
18: human beings. Some are good people, some are bad.
7: The JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Um, well, now, see, Paul has slightly misunderstood on the email what I'm saying about. Um, I feel slight sorry for Chad Evans. I can't explain it. I can't. I, I, I can't explain it. Ian, you should be. You should be feeling sorry mm-hmm. for Chad Evans. I don't think he did anything wrong in the first place. He had sex with a drunk girl who also wanted sex with him. The majority of people his age would have done the same thing. <laughs> no, 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 that's not what happened. He's been found guilty in a court of law of rape. Do Hear that, Kath? No, tell me again. From Paul. Ian, you should be feeling sorry for Chad Evans. I don't think he did anything wrong in the first place. Oh. He had sex with a drunk girl who also wanted sex with him. No. The majority of people his age would have done the same thing. That's not what happened. And I don't want to go into the specifics of what happened.
6: She was engaged in something with someone else and yeah. he decided to join in.
4: Yeah. So, and he's well, been found,
6: filmed through the window. And
4: he's people. been found guilty in a court of law of rape. So that's, I, that's, you know, not up for discussion at the moment. That's up for discussion in the Court of Appeal. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. But that's not... You know he's a, he's a rapist, and you can't deny that. But um, anyway, Kieran's in Aylesbury. Morning, Kieran. Morning. What you got for us, boss? Yeah, on the voting
27: thing, um, there should be a box on the actual voting slip so you can register a protest vote. Oh yes. Like, like in Brewster's Millions None of
4: the above <laughs> I wasn't expecting a, a, a Richard Pryor reference uh, So late in the day uh, Yeah So you what, what none, of, uh, none of the above box
27: Well yeah there should be something uh, like but, then what the is,
4: but then what does that do? It actually registers you, That you don't, Are not happy with the political parties That are on offer and what they offer But you're still playing their game By doing that you're still playing their game what What's wrong? Let's go from it this way. Or T-
6: should that trigger some of the system?
4: Well, yeah, but tell me what's wrong with sitting at home on Thursday, May the 7th, and not voting? Uh, because your voice is not actually being heard. But, ah, but but people will think that you're shouting in a storm anyway, So so your voice probably won't be heard, possibly won't be heard, even if you go and vote. Yeah... But at the end of the day, at
27: least you've voted. At least then you can moan and groan about but you the state s- of the politi- political
4: system. But you can still, but you can still moan and groan. This is what I don't get. I think, and with the greatest respect, I think it's a slightly ill-thought-out argument to say you can't moan about the political system if you don't vote, because that could be perceived. As your moan, your protest is, I'm going to stay at home and I'm not going to go and tick a box. I'm not going to play their game because they don't speak to me. I'm not saying that's what I think, by the way. I'm just putting it out there that I can appreciate that as a as a relevant protest.
27: Yeah, but if there's a box there to register that you don't believe in any political party, then okay. the politi- right. the political parties
4: will then... Well, they're not Have really... to listen to Well, you. no, they wouldn't, would they? Kieran Tack, we're kind of going around in circles. Can someone phone up in the last ten minutes of the show and tell me specifically what's wrong with sitting at home on Thursday, May the 7th and not voting?
6: Here's some text through Tim Milton Keynes. I see it as my right to vote if I choose to, and I choose not to, never have and never will, says Tim, made his mind
4: I want. I've got to play the beginning of this, this, this uh, package that Justin just did for us, because this guy is a genius. Rory, do you vote? No. Tell me why you don't vote. Because I don't have to. That's democracy. He's just summed up democracy. Well done. He doesn't have to vote. It's not the old days of voting uh, when your employers would make you go and vote and they would watch who you voted for to make sure you were voting for them or their mates. That used to happen in this country. It's a democracy. You go and vote. We go and vote. You don't want to vote? Yeah, you don't have to.
6: Here's what David says. He says, As long as I pay my tax, I have every right to complain. I don't vote. I used to as a young man, but now at 40, I've realised there's just no point. Same face, same suit, different party name.
4: And that's what people think. And he's right. Well done. Of course, if you pay your tax, you've got every right to say... Even if you don't pay your tax, even if you're 14 and you're not paying tax, you've still got the right to say, Do you know what? I'm not very happy with things. Haven't you, Dave? No, we're not, are we? Sorry. That, that, no, answer, that, that answer doesn't fit the question in the slightest. No. All I'm just saying, I, I don't vote, I
18: haven't voted for years and years and years because I don't trust any of them. The word trust is the, it's the answer to it all. If you don't trust anyone, you don't give them a backing, do you?
6: The argument to this, Dave, is that you're trusting everyone else to make the right decision for you.
18: But who can you trust to give you the right decision?
6: Well, you're not joining in, so you're trusting everyone else, aren't you?
18: Well, no, because if you don't trust anybody, like in the politics, believe me, then you don't vote. You don't go and vote for someone who you don't trust.
4: Who do you trust, Dave? Any anyone? Well, no, no, that wasn't the question. The, the question wasn't tr- the question wasn't how many people do you trust. The question was who do you trust. It's just my family type of thing. Okay.
6: Trust all of them. I bet there's a couple you don't.
4: Yeah. But,
18: yeah. A lot of people don't trust today on this earth.
4: Right, and that's sad, isn't it? Well, it is. Be sad. Oh, just one little thing. There oh, um, we go. He's, ch- he's finished that point. We're on to something else yeah, now. Yes. Ch- ch- this Ted Evans, I quite cri- I agree with you, Ian. Well, I'm, hang on a minute. Let's hear what you think I've said. No, no. What you said this morning on the radio. Yep.
18: Regarding Chet Evans, couldn't actually give a, a definite answer. I quite agree with you. There's something regarding Cheddar and give him a chance, but people don't want to give him a chance, do they? And that's
4: not what I've said, though. That's not what no, i said. No. And I don't know what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I feel a little bit sorry for him. Yeah, so do I. So do I, but I can't explain It's like you can't. But that, but that's, that's not unusual for you. It's very unusual for me, as I have a grasp no, of English. Not. No, no,
18: it's
4: not. I have a great no, vocabulary and a working, fully functioning brain. You have neither yeah. of those things, so you yeah. must be used to that. You're joking, aren't you? Thanks for calling.
6: Stuart and Woban Sands has sent us a text message. Can you imagine the abuse Evans is going to receive from fans, home and away fans? Yeah. If you want to see some of it, search for Birmingham fans abuse Blythe goalkeeper and imagine how bad it will be if Evans plays. Well, he shouldn't get back on the pitch for his own good, says Stuart Wobben Sands.
4: Well, that's that's his decision to, yeah. to to make, isn't it? Whether he can withstand the uh, the abuse of. Let's be honest. Football fans are pretty rancid people, aren't they? Some of the well, like the only football match I've been to, Luton versus Millwall. Oh. Dear. Some of the uh, the racist abuse and the aggression that was being oh it was awful I felt scared. Where's your Taliban? Where's your Taliban? Wow, they were singing that. That was being said. Well, Luton started it off, Where's your Caravan? Because I think... Uh. And then uh, Mill will fire back, Where's your Taliban? It's
6: playground, though, isn't it? It's playground oh, stuff. It's horrible. Uh, Mark in Bedford says, If an accountant or a radio presenter or anyone else commits rape and is sent to jail, they should be allowed to carry on with their chosen profession. Now, I doubt many people would choose a convicted rapist as an accountant, and I doubt the BBC would employ one. Evans should be allowed to be a footballer, but must accept that many will choose not to employ him, either through disgust at what he's done or because public opinion. And sways their choice. Well,
4: and again, we're just, we're, last few minutes of the show, we're kind of veering towards the should he be allowed to play or not. And I, I, that, that kind of was a discussion. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know the answer. I don't know. All I'm saying is, I just feel a bit sorry for him. And I can't express it any better than that. I can't, is it because the whole nation is against him? Is it because he's such a complete idiot that's in denial? Is it because I don't know why it is? I don't know. Mark's in Bletchley Morning Mark Mark I am um, Mark do you feel sorry For Chad Evans uh, well, What they should be making The
20: decision based on Is his actual football ability Now mm-hmm. so, I support Man City So He's mm-hmm. not played for him For a couple of years now But I actually mm-hmm. used to see him play And he is a good player mm-hmm. But what I don't get Is Oldham are basing This decision now about a petition with 30,000 people have signed? But it's they a bi- it's a
4: business, isn't it? Football's a business. So if 30,000 yeah. of, uh, well, I believe Oldham's a relatively small team, if 30,000 of their fans are saying, look, if you g- employ this fella, we ain't going to come anymore, then th- they kind of do have to listen to that, don't they?
20: Yeah, but they'll be looking at getting a closer of that number through the gate. Look, look at the attendance figures.
4: Well, I, I've literally no idea what they're... Attend- but are you saying, OK, well, let's do this for a second then. So whatever the crime he's committed, he should be allowed to play football professionally? At
20: the, at the end of the day, um, it's a thing called Rehabilitation of Offenders Act. I don't know right. what this actual offence was. So he's, com-
4: he's, commi- well, he's committed a rape. So he's he's raped a woman. He's had sex with a woman against her, her will. Uh, it, it, he should be allowed to play football again.
20: Yeah, and also don't forget that although he's been found guilty, you do get miscarriages of justice. And he's, yeah, he's but he's, yeah, but we kind,
4: of, and he's appealing it. But we kind of have to go. There. Yeah. All right, supposing he'd murdered someone, would a murderer be allowed to go and play football? Well, the, the thing is, it, it should just be based around this football inability. Okay, so someone who's who's um, had a, a paedophile who's murdered a child, should they be allowed to play football professionally? Well, you
20: sort of if commentating on football games, aren't you? Sorry? There's been commentators on games and they actually are going out in front of the bigger
4: audience than what you get at a game. Well, I, I'm assuming you're referring to Stuart Hall who had sex with underage people, but, but he, he won't be, I mean, A, I don't know when that he's going to prison. before he was found out. Yeah, and, and he, won't, he would never be allowed on Five Live again, let's just say, shall we? Mark, I've got to move on. It's that thing, when you start saying, well, yeah, he should be allowed to, well, then...
6: If he's a good footballer, that's what should be uh, judged on.
4: Okay. anyway, uh, let's go to uh, John. Morning, John! Just
15: briefly, I'm no no football follower by any means, but I believe that Ched Evans has refused to apologise to this young lady. Well,
4: he denies he did anything wrong. Do, Do you feel sorry for Ched Evans? Up to a point... Only up to a very
15: minute point, but he refused to apologise. And
4: can you, because I feel sorry to for him up to a point, and I can't explain why, John. Can you explain why?
23: Uh, it's human being, I think, being being human.
4: John, uh, you know, that's a, a great call to end it on. It's 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 kind of a, the the thing that was was well, it had nowhere to go. I was going to apologise for it going nowhere. We had nowhere to go with it. It's just a thought uh, that I kind of threw out there. Um, Ian.Lee at bbc.co.uk. Catherine, if they, people want to get in touch with you...
6: Yeah, they can go to... Oh, it's really hard.
4: Go on. You can do your email. Go on.
6: Catherine, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E dot Boyle, B-O-Y-E-L-E at bbc.co.uk.
4: And that's if you want to have a, a comment on the show, or if maybe you've got an idea for a story or a little thing that we should be talking about, then you can uh, send us emails to those places. There's a podcast up as well. There are two podcasts that came out over Christmas. They're a little bit um, more slapdash than, than usual. But the last one has got Dave Davis from the Kinks on, so I thoroughly recommend you download it. Travel
8: news for beds, cards, and bugs.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio. In High Wycombe on the A404, that's partially blocked at the M40 Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross Roundabout. It's causing queues from the Marlowe Junction after the, the accident on the roundabout, the breakdown, sorry, on the roundabout. In Newport Pagnell on the A509 southbound, that's very slow between Newport Road and the Tickford Roundabout. And having a look at the M1 towards London, it was very slow earlier on because of the accident at Junction 5 for Watford. It's starting to ease off there, but still quite slow from Junction 6A for the M25. And it's also looking for a slow southbound from Junction 10. 10 for the Luton Airport, Spur Road, to Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the trains, there no are reports of any major delays, but on the Metropolitan Line, there are severe delays because of a signal failure at Kneesden, but tickets are being accepted on Chiltern Railways and local bus services instead. Samantha Breath, BBC Three County Radio.
4: Samantha, as controversial as ever, right to the end. Thank you for that. Thank you, Catherine, Kelly, Justin. We'll be back tomorrow at six o'clock, bright and early. Until then, from us, ta-ta.
7: and vocal across beds hearts and
8: bucks this is bbc three counties radio
7: thank you ian good morning
13: welcome to the JVS show i'm jonathan vernon smith it's tuesday it's nine o'clock and on today's big phone in have you been impressed or disappointed by your
18: local hospital recently
9: this morning the nhs will release figures we expect will show